With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, let's go, stinking genius. Let's go. Let's go. At least I have the guts to show up. Let's go. I, I Again... <laughs> I know this is your favorite thing, and I love it about you. I still have yet to find anyone that calls off a, a show on fire. Maybe we need to ask the boss man, Scott Shapiro. Has anyone ever called off a show because their team lost? Maybe Ben. does. Isn't Ben notorious for that or no? Yeah, Ben Maller does that all the time. He does it all the time. If my Knicks lose in the championship to the Lakers, I'll call off the next thing. Okay, all right. Okay. Fair enough. I just want fair you enough. to know that. And then if my Arizona loses in the national championship uh, 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 in football or oh, basketball, okay. I'm going to call off the next day off. Also. By, by the way, did you find yourself getting all in on the women's yes, tournament? Yes, I totally did. Good, I, I watched good. the whole game. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Best thing that ever happened to the women's tournament was that at least the game was close. Uh, you didn't want it to be a blowout. You wanted one new team, especially because, you know, we always make fun of the scores, right. like 135 to 50. Um, right. And Arizona was one of those teams that would score 50 about four years ago. They were like a four-win team. So it, it shows that the women's game is is closed the gap a little bit. I'm I'm proud of you, Arnie. I'm proud of you. That's uh, awesome. Shut up. Man. You are tight. <laughs> why? Why shut up? You're expanding your horizons. You're like Title Nine Arnie now. Yeah, you Title can Nine Arnie. Title Nine Arnie. Suddenly, you have something to, to 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 wrap your arms around. You've got women's. You don't have much in Arizona right now. I mean, let's wow. just be honest. We, we right? just Ivy League education and uh, and basketball. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that uh, Ivy baseball, baseball and softball too. Don't forget about that's that. that's what I was about ready to yeah. say. You need to yeah. start embracing softball. Yeah. 
You need to plan on coming down here to Oklahoma City in late May, early June. And uh, then you got baseball whenever the baseball season wraps up sometimes in late June, early July. So embrace it, man. Embrace it. Hey, uh, we got a lot to get to on the show tonight. We got an incredible Final Four game that – uh, I know you were on the air tearing last night. Wow, I haven't had a chance wow. to hear it yet. We're going we're gonna to yeah. have to pull uh, your call of that. But we'll get to it. Todd Furman's going to join us from Vegas in hour two. And, and I'm sorry, but we got, a, we got a championship game to preview. But, Arnie, I also think we have a lot going on in the National Football League that we need to take some time diving into tonight. Uh, the, the next step, is it, is it closer than we think in the Deshaun Watson saga? Is there drama about what actually might happen at number two? Do we know who the Niners are going after? And is there another one or two big quarterback moves to come? And you know me. Yeah. You know me. If we start rolling down the NFL path, you've got to rein me back. Well, th- no, that's okay. But Sean already tweeted in, waste three plus hours repeating yourself going over and over with the same story headline like last night's debacle of a show. So, What'd you do? What happened last night? We were talking about the UCLA Gonzaga ending. What do you, you think we were going to do? How could it anyone would, be mad about that? I don't I mean, know. I mean, it was only one of the most exciting plays in sports, and it happened 20 minutes into the show, 25 minutes into the show. What did you think we were going to start hitting on? The, you know, uh, hockey? I, I'm not sure what they wanted to hear, you know? Actually, that would have cracked me up. <laughs> if, if, if suddenly, after the game, it's like, oh, my gosh. Jalen Suggs just hit a half-court shot. Gonzaga is going to the championship game. All right, let's get an update on that Sabres uh, yeah, Golden Knights. Yeah, let's talk up. about that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Start of Major League Baseball. Let's uh, break down all the uh, divisions and the games from the weekend. Oh man, what a game though, right? I yeah, mean, when you think awesome. about it, it, it's funny because you was it was it I'm just I right off the bat was it that great of a game yes. or is it that we were Absolutely. starving because we didn't have a, a tournament last year? I think it was a great game. Yeah, I it really was, do. It was a great and, game, yeah. and, and that now again, I'm not ready to die on that hill. I'm not sitting here and if you want to if you guys want to come at me and go, no, it was a banked in shot, then I'm not. Well, Skip, Skip Bayless, right, Fox Sports owned Skip Bayless, and how could it be a great game if it was won by a lucky shot? So I, I just want to throw that out there. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's kind of funny. It, we, we always talk about embrace, yeah. debate, yeah. and all yeah. these types of things, but there's just sometimes where you're like, you 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 don't believe that. There's that outside of there's UCLA There's a lot of comments fans. on Twitter about that comment. I want you to know. It, it, outside of <laughs> UCLA fans, you you just can't believe that. Here's let, let me just and, yeah. and I've already got my list that I'll go through to the night uh, of the top five greatest buzzer beaters right. in NCAA tournament history. We'll roll through those, Arnie. But here's here's why I thought it was a great game, and uh, I, I I want to have you heard the UCLA call yet? The whole um, Josh Lewin. Yeah, um, play it. I'm sure we heard okay, somebody I'm, calls I'm gonna play, to be I got to play for a little. Chris, I got to yeah. dig in. I got to dig. Yeah. I got to dig for it a little bit. I'm sure you've heard the Gonzaga call with Adam We've Morrison. We've heard it in Russian. Screaming. We've heard it right. in Spanish, right. Right. English. It, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's incredible. The UCLA call it breaks your heart. Here's why: because everything about UCLA would say to you that they had no business being in this position. They lost their last four games of the season. They were 11 seed in the play-in game. Uh, we can go back to the story. Best player had decided. Well perceived best player had decided not even to come to college then they had another guy that that either opted out or got hurt I'm, I'm sure DeSager could correct me on that but Arnie by God they they come from the play-in game they knock off a one seed they're a blue blood who's playing as an underdog here and yeah. to be quite honest 
there's not really a hateable guy on that team. There's no. not a Don McLean or a Toby Bailey like there had been in the past. Uh, Drew Zhang's a lovable dude. We had the guy on last week. Uh, Tigers incredible. I mean, they're just a fun team. And then they go up Haquez. against Jaime Haquez. Hi, thank on. you, thank you, Haquez. Then, then they go up against. Listen, you can. We, we could have a debate all night long about how hateable Timmy is because he's pretty hateable, to be honest with you. But Christian then, Leitner, too. Huh? He really is. Yeah. He, he really is. But, you know, here's Jalen Suggs, a guy who could have played quarterback at Georgia or Ohio State. He had to beg Gonzaga to look at him because Mark Fee was like, bro, you're, you're a blue blood guy. You're not, you're not yeah. coming here. We don't have yeah. one and dones at Gonzaga. And sure enough, he goes there. He's a great kid. He makes a game-winning shot. And a game that we all kind of expected – from a UCLA angle to be played in like the 50s, they were at 50 at halftime almost. So I, I thought it was a great game. One, and, and you're right, Arnie. There is a certain part of this that is we didn't have the NCAA tournament last year. You make the, you've made the analogy a lot of times. You give a starving person a, a ham sandwich, they're going to tell you it's the greatest meal they've ever had in their life, even if it's, I don't know, uh, not name brand ham and, and white bread, whatever. So there is, I think, part of that, and there's a recency bias. But, man, you lived it closer than anyone. I loved everything about last night. Yeah, I you can't, know, and I can't wait for the championship game. Tomorrow. You know, after the game, obviously, we were watching the game, and the ending was on when we were live on the air. And then I'm, I'm looking at the box score, and I tell Torres, I go, check this out. Nobody uh, on UCLA shot uh, under 50%. Matter of fact, the only person is Gonzaga. Um, I think they had one guy four of nine, one six of 13. Kisper was six of 13. Other than that, that was like the worst shooting percentage. <laughs> all 10 guys, uh, all 10 starters, all played great, all played very well. Um, and some played great. So there was no lack of anything. Um, to point the finger and say, oh, this is what cost them the game. Unless you're going to look at foul shooting. Both teams didn't shoot the uh, foul shots very well, 14 to 21 and 12 to 20. So, um, you know, anyone who whoever lost was going to look back at that, but it was a, a fun game to watch. So I have, a, I have a question for you from your perspective. What was it like? I mean, were you in a commercial break? Were you guys in the no. middle of a segment? We, were, we, we had gone to the... Uh, if I remember correctly, we had gone to the break, and when we came back, it was already deep in the overtime, or was in overtime. Uh, and you know, I, I don't want to do the play-by-play. We're not allowed to do the play-by-play. We get in serious trouble. Now, now can if, we can we quickly have a moment here on this? Yeah, sure, just, sure, just sure. real quick. Just re- yeah. Lee, you've been with us on the the Super Bowl broadcast quite a bit too, and. I think that there's a certain degree of play-by-play that you can do if you're sitting here and going, I'm watching the Angels, bottom of the six. There's two out runners at second. Angels up four to three. Uh, They're giving a stand. Now, that's something that I don't think you can do. What I've come to find out, Lee, is that Arnie's been yelled at before by a former boss about doing play-by-play on TV. So that is absolutely – Not even a boss, just another host. By uh, everyone, yeah. yes, everyone working on the show has yelled at Artie. No, no, but but from <laughs> that's funny, Lee. That's funny because they're talking about him ruining it and his feet. So you're you're gun shy because your feeds ahead, but your other gun shy is because back in the day of what was that one on one sports or something. Yeah. Yeah, a host yelled at Arnie and said, "You can't do play by play like that." So now it's like made Arnie gun shy to even barely mention what's going on on TV. So 
I, I, I just wanted to point that out. It was, a, it was a good bonding moment for me and Arnie today when we were going back. And I'm like, Arnie, I think it's okay to say, oh, my gosh, Suggs is putting up a half-court shot. You were even afraid to mention that, I'm, I'm just you? More, I'm just more cognizant when we're doing the Super Bowl right. uh, broadcast or we're doing, like, the semifinals. And if it's just a regular baseball game, nobody's right. ever going to question um, you do it play-by-play. But when it's a, a semifinal, Gonzaga, there might be more ears there. on yeah. there. Right, right. So, anyway. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. Take yeah. me through what it was like well, to be on the air during it. You know what? I, again, I didn't want to do the play-by-play, and I am about seven. To, I, I think I was about seven seconds ahead of everybody in L.A., maybe seven to ten seconds. I don't know how that always works out, but it does. Um, and they had not uh, – Ju Zhang has missed his shot, but had gotten the rebound and put it back up with about three seconds left. And Torres was talking, and I go, well, Aaron, the game's tied up now, uh, so it looks like they may head into double overtime. And I didn't describe exactly what Gonzaga was doing. Because you were figure, afraid of uh, Peter well, Brown yelling at you. Not that, but I'm also, I'm also – you know, I, I figure he's just going to shoot it from half court. It's not going to be good or good. And I'm going to say, okay, we're going to double overtime and as I'm waiting for the last three seconds to tick off he shoots it I'm like oh my good I couldn't believe it and I wasn't <laughs> sure if it counted because um you know you're doing the show you're talking the angle I had on TV I I couldn't see if the um the light on the on the backboard lit up or not um it certainly looked like Gonzaga thought it was good from the very beginning I I wasn't 100 percent sure but when they showed it again there was no doubt so I I was screaming I didn't let anybody know what happened he went, oh my goodness oh my goodness you always you ruin know, it Arnie you always you always <laughs> ruin everything what what, what? I, you're the kiss of death the, the, fu- <laughs> the funny thing is right and by the way, Bob was out tonight. Ryan's running the show. Lee Lap, our producer, and Steve DeSager uh, coming up here in moments with an update about 20 minutes from now. Uh, and by the way, only Todd Furman tonight on the guest list. Everyone kind of bailed out on us because of Eastern. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, Arnie and I love to, sh- oh, I almost cussed, to shoot the breeze yeah. whenever we get an opportunity. But the funny part is, and I don't, know, I don't know how this works. I don't know what it is. But Arnie's TV feed is always, what'd you say, Arnie, six seven seconds? Seven seconds, yeah. Six to seven seconds ahead of all of us. Yeah, and I don't know typically, how that is. I don't know how it is either. I don't know if you've got bunny ears or, <laughs> or, or, or how you're getting your feed, but the typical play-by-play call is we're sitting, we'll are sitting, we be setting something up. Or I, and again, I don't want to say play-by-play because I don't want you to get mad, but doing a watch-along while we're on the air is usually, uh, all right, so it's second and, and, and two, Falcons have the ball, and all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, no. And then that's all he'll say. I'm like, what? He'll be like, oh, no. They're like, what happens? And then we get it seven <laughs> seconds later. So, yeah. Uh, you, Lee, Lee, you've lived that, haven't uh, you? Oh, yeah. In fact, last night I was producing the show before Arnie. And, you know, the game went to overtime right as we were going off the air and leading into Arnie. And so I was watching overtime in the kitchen, which is 20 seconds delayed. Oh, and Ar- Arnie, to his credit, was even able to spoil it for me at a 20-second delay in the kitchen. <laughs> right as I'm watching it, I hear Arnie reacting live on air. Uh, that's hilarious. All I right. love it. No, so let, let's do this then. I, I, I hunted it down. I want you to hear it. Both calls were incredible from the hometown radio networks. They really were. And again, I don't know. I don't think you guys care about this kind of inside baseball stuff, but Westwood one, whom we have a great relationship with, and they would tell you this, they own the NCAA tournament. Right. So usually with radio rights, you don't hear hometown calls. You're there's streaming rules. There's there's all kinds of things that are in place for the NCAA and Westwood one, and that's fine. And 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 they make all the cuts available to us and it's great. But a moment like this requires hearing from the hometown radio network, right? So before you get the thrill of victory, how about Josh Lewin Tracy Murray and the agony mm. of defeat sounded like this. 
Maybe. 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 A floater. Line drive. No. Gets his own rebound. Scores off the glass. 3.3 to go. Here's Suggs at midcourt. 2-1. A 32-footer. Oh! oh, my goodness. He banked it in. Gonzaga has won the game. Wow. Cry in your pillow. Unbelievable. Suggs hit a runner. Bank shot going home. The Bruins are going home. That little last, the Bruins are going home. Wow. Doesn't that just absolutely break your heart? It does. does. And I've worked with Josh, too, in Dallas. So uh, he did a show uh, a couple of shifts before me. We worked for the same station. He's a great guy. I love his play-by-play. Did the Rangers, but... Um, yeah, that does break your heart. That's a harsh one. That hurts. You know? All right, now let's uh, – you want to do the joy uh, – let's see, yeah. that's the the agony of defeat. Here's the thrill of victory, Gonzaga's IMG Radio Network broadcast, Tommy Hudson and Adam Morrison. Yes, that Adam Morrison yeah. on the call of the now game. Now drives, Ooh. leans in, the runner comes up short, choosing the rebounds and puts it in. We're tied at 90. Three seconds left. Here's Suggs the other way. Pull up three for the win. Yes! Yes! Set yes! of the championship game! He knocked from 40 of the buzzer! Yes! The Bulldogs! Wow! Play for a national championship! <laughs> Are they just supposed to be objective? I'm just <laughs> no, no, no. That's the Gonzaga Radio Network. I'm Objectivity kidding, kidding, goes out I'm the kidding. door. How about that? How about yeah. the, sorry that was a little bit loud, Ryan, off the top. I didn't realize that it was going to be at the highest. Thanks. Now I'm decibel. deaf. Yeah. yeah. I apologize to everyone who can't hear anymore. That have their AirPods Where in. was my call? Where was my call? Oh, when we come back. Oh, okay. There when we come back, does anyone hold a candle? No. To Arnie Spanier's final call when this <laughs> shot went down. Also, Arnie, there's, as we mentioned, there's a lot of non-hoops topics yeah. that we need yeah. to get into tonight. The All-Star game has been pulled out of Atlanta. Uh, I got a funny story from filling in for Jonas on Friday night that I got to share about that. Mm-hmm. And and we're watching along for the first time in 2021 on uh, Arnie and Plank. Sunday night baseball. They're in the top of the seventh. The Angels lead the White Sox and Otani put on a show. We'll get it all to you next on a busy Sunday night with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who've ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You know, I forgot one thing. I forgot the most important thing right off the top of the show, Arnie. Yeah. Happy birthday, dude. Oh, Did you have a thank great you very much. Birthday celebration yesterday. Big 38 years old. I'm getting up there. I'm getting I up know. Got to start watching wow. yourself. Ryan reminded me. Wow. I got to be honest with you. I usually, it's the only reason I'm on Facebook is yeah. because they send you like the birthday emails. And I right, guess I, exactly. I guess I didn't get it. And so I completely forgot wow. yesterday was your birthday. I'm sorry. That's but all right. That's all right. Happy belated. 38, man. That's yeah. great. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. That means that you were doing uh, one-on-one sports, 777-2907, when you were like, what, 12? So that's uh, six. Six? Six, man, yeah. Awesome. So I started early. I did. I started early. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so we played the hometown calls, even though yeah. I blew Ryan's ear out. We played UCLA. We played Gonzaga. But, Arnie, do you want to set the table for your call last night with Aaron here on Fox Sports it, Radio, the I game winner? I don't know winner? where we pick it up, but I think it's before Juzang gets the rebound and puts it back up at Torres. Um, I, I'm not sure what Torres says. Something he's talking about that they're down by two, and I interrupt him to let him go, well, UCLA is all tied up with Gonzaga. Right. Again, I don't want to say how they tied it up, and I think I mentioned three seconds left, and, and then uh, I go ballistic after that. Give us a 10-second delay here. We're so far behind you. I'll tell you this. It's tied at 90 with three seconds left, so it's going to be – is that what – oh, my goodness! Here's oh, something. my goodness! I don't know if the game's over or not. They're going to have to look at this again. Oh, my goodness! Wait till you guys catch up to me. I don't want to ruin it for you. Arnie! Arnie! Oh, my goodness! Arnie! 
<laughs> was that good? Did that count? I think it did, though. They'll have to take a look at it again. Gonzaga, between half court and, and the three-point uh, line, threw one up with time running out. It went in. It looks like it's going to count. They'll obviously have to look at this one again. Gonzaga wins 93-90, but they'll have to take a look at it just to a double or triple check on this one. Had they even seen it yet? By that no, point, um, no, no, they, they they had seen it um, when you hear Torres about ten seconds. Oh, okay. already. I think that's I think uh, that's when okay. he's just picking it up there. Um, yeah, that's great. I should be. A, can you imagine if somebody did play by play and just yelled, "Oh my goodness!" I didn't say what happened. Oh my goodness! And you're what? What? What happened? You big dope! You tell us what happened. Oh, I love it. I yeah. absolutely love just it. That'll be, oh, my goodness. What, well, did they used to like, intercept the pass and make a layup? Did they get fouled? Right, uh, Did right. they miss a, a shot? What happened, yeah. you moron? You're a professional play-by-play guy. Yeah. I mean, oh, you've, definitely. Yeah, you got to roll with that, man. Yeah, Kudos absolutely. to you. I'm going to send that in as a audition tape. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know me. I, I want to be the voice of the Vegas Raiders someday. I think you just uh, over-the-top gripped me there. Well, you need I, to, I'm yeah. hoping the Dodgers let me do a game or two this year. So we'll see what <laughs> happens. Me and Charlie would be great. I think. All right, hey, <laughs> wow. before, before we get Steve to say you're in here, let's ask one question about Monday night. Yeah. I mean, this there's what Baylor has done. I could I could go from the historical perspective of where Baylor was when Scott Drew took over. I think I even surprised you last year whenever you realized that the dude is one of the longest tenured coaches, not just in the Big 12, but in college basketball, right, period. Exactly. I mean, he's been his first year at Baylor was 2003. So he's and and that first year they were a mess because of the disaster that took place in the Day Bliss era. Anyway, with all that said, there's no doubt that there's more pressure on Gonzaga, right? I mean, this is this is the team that has been number one that has been to this hill before, up this mountain before, and have just fallen short. This might be their most talented team. I mean, if we're gonna play the game. Who's got more on their back? Who's got more pressure? I mean, it's Gonzaga, right? Absolutely, 100%. And, well, would, the, would Gonzaga have more pressure if they had one loss? Um, then maybe it'd be even. Um, would they have more pressure if they would have played Baylor earlier and had they won or had they lost? But none of that happened. So, yeah, they got more pressure because they're undefeated. But I mentioned this last night. If I'm Baylor, uh, I'm Coach Drew. I'm getting my players together. I'm like, hey, uh, we're going right at them. The first minute of the game, we're driving the ball down their throat. We're going to see if they're emotionally ready to take us on um, because we're not wasting one second of 40 minutes. They better be ready from the tip-off or are they still going to be emotionally spent? from the UCLA game. Let's go find out. We're driving it right down their throat. How does Gonzaga react to being pushed? You know, this was this was one of the most incredible games that we've seen in the, uh, okay, I'll be a prisoner of the moment, in the history of college right. basketball, right? <laughs> I, I mean, who wants to fight about that tonight after last right. night? But it was also, it was also the first time for Gonzaga that they had played a game in which they hadn't won by more than double digits right. since December 2nd, Arnie, of last year, obviously, 2020. So, you know, how do they handle being pushed? You know, there's a lot of games where, and maybe not necessarily in the tournament, but there's a lot of games in the second half where, you know, their stars are able to kind of watch from the end of the bench and cheer on the walk-ons to go get a bucket. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say it's going to be more difficult for them because it was a close game. But they just haven't been in those situations a lot. That's the reality well, of it. I, I'll tell you what, if you really want to be critical, they had a seven-point lead 
um, in the second half, and I thought yeah. they were going to run away with that. And then they had a 90-85 lead, I think, with less than a minute left, and they let, uh, was it Juzang that hit the three-pointer to bring it 90-88? So yep. really should have maybe ended the game and not and not got oh. to the point. Nature Boy's like, you won't believe what happened once you catch up to me. That has to be the best slide this year. <laughs> I'm not even sure when they caught it. I don't. Why is my TV I seven to ten out. seconds ahead of everybody else? I have no idea why. Why it's like that? It's it's that. Uh, it's it's the satellites. It's the East Coast bias. They give you guys everything Here in Vermont. First. That's right. Right. There you- right. They're taking care of everyone on the East Coast. All right. Well, we've got a lot more to get to on the NCAA tournament and obviously the national championship game tomorrow night. Uh, Arnie's Arizona Wildcats were taken down by one. What I don't want to hear DeSager. We're going to go uh, no uh, updates for the whole show today. But a, I, or, no Steve, update Sunday. Steve, Steve's going to have an update on that. Ah. It's, 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 it's Masters Week. Uh, we've got an update on Shohei Otani, who went out after a scary-looking slide. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's a Sunday night. And we're counting down the days of the NFL draft. So you bet we're going to have some NFL draft content coming up. So hit us up at Plank Show. That's me on Twitter. Arnie is at Stinking Genius One. It's his birthday show, if you will, his post-birthday show. So Arnie's nursing a hangover. I doubt yeah, exactly. Uh, and, of course, everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. And everybody should be following Steve DeSager. He doesn't have Twitter. He doesn't. I'm going to help so. Sager do this update. Oh, gosh. I don't think Sager wants your help. He yeah, he needs my in. help on this one. What's going on, Steve? Steve and Arnie, let me give the help? first score. Stanford beat Arizona, but Arizona played their guts out. It was one of the Arizona's, uh, America's team. What a great game. Really? Way to go ahead and have Arizona lose by one on a last-second shot to Stanford. 54-53. There you go. Go to Sager. Uh, close. That is, Arizona missed the last second shot and lost 54 53 to Stanford. Did you see that defense on the last possession, though? I Essentially, triple teamed at one point. <laughs> you should just play back what Arnie said last night during those last three seconds. That was almost <laughs> the same. I mean, that was not far off. That was almost the same if that had dropped for Arizona. Wildcats shot 29% from the floor. Stanford is your national champion on the ladies' side. This was the first women's championship for the Pac-12 since Stanford with this coach won the title in 1992 and 1990. In fact, the last time a team for the Pac-12 was even in the title game was just over a decade ago when Stanford lost to UConn. Tonight's game was at the Alamo Dome, side of every game in this tournament from the yep. Sweet 16 through tonight. The entire women's NCAA tournament was played in the San Antonio area because of the COVID-19 pandemic, just like the men's have been playing all in Indiana. And the men's title game is tomorrow night, number one rank in Zaga, 31-0, against Baylor, which dominated Houston in its semifinal last night. We'll get to the NBA in a moment, but the update on Shohei Otani, as the Angels do lead 4-3 over the White Sox, bottom of the seventh. Otani was removed because of his pitching, not due to injury. He is sore. He'll be checked out again tomorrow, but he was in a collision covering home and came out in the fifth inning. Now, he was batting second as well as being the starting pitcher for the Halos tonight. Otani in the top of the first through 101 miles per hour. In fact, he had nine 100-mile-per-hour pitches in this game. And then bottom of the first, he homers, and it goes about 450 feet. It went 115 miles per hour off the bat. So in this very early baseball season, he has the hardest pitches and the hardest hits as timed by stat First cast. time a pitcher's homered in the first inning since uh, they came out with uh, the DH rule. Did you know Oh, that? what a play. 
Sorry. Okay, now who's wow. ahead of who? Hold on. What are you Dive, talking about? Diving catch in the White Sox game. I'm sorry. I just had to give you a little yeah. Arnie to make sure that you. How that far you behind are you? Uh, I'm in the bottom of the seventh. I'm, I'm watching on delay. <laughs> bottom of the seventh. Mike Trout's at first. Angels up four to three. Have they sung the anthem yet? It's four to three in the seventh. I'm not yeah. that far behind. <laughs> I do I do remember sitting next to a guy in the Dodger press box once while the Stanley Cup final was going and he had a bad connection on his laptop and he was he was watching the streaming by the end of the game he he was literally like 8 to 10 minutes behind anybody else in the press box watching the game That's it's funny. like don't tell me. It's, you know, when the in junior high, when you kind of cover your ears, start right. singing your own song. It was kind of like that. Love it. Love anyway, it. Houston Astros are now 4-0 and as they dominated Oakland again. 9-2 the final. The Astros' first 4-0 start in the last 20 years. In fact, they're the first team in the majors in almost 20 years since the Yankees of 2003 to, in their first four games of the season, score at least eight runs each time. 9-2 was the final in this one. Yuli Gurriel, three hits, including a two-run double. Dodgers won again. Arizona beat San Diego 3-1. Phillies and Baltimore each won again. 3-0 records for them. And the update on the Nationals. Tomorrow's game against the Braves postponed due to COVID. But Washington's season will start on Tuesday. No new positives in their most recent round of testing. The Nats opening series against the Mets had been postponed. In the late NBA game, it's Denver hosting and losing to the Orlando Magic. It's 80-69 Magic against Aaron Gordon, who's now with the Nuggets and has 22 points. Might be in a losing effort. Five minutes to go in the third. New Orleans did not have Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram again due to injuries. So Lonzo Ball from three-point range was 8 of 15 at 27 Jeez. points, and they won at Houston 122 to 115. Milwaukee gave Drew Holiday a four-year extension. Jordan Spieth won the Texas Open by two strokes. NASCAR was off for Easter weekend. The next race is Saturday night on FS1. Back to you. Thanks a lot, Steve. Uh, I decided that I'm not watching this baseball game anymore. I don't even know where my feed is. Arnie, you were, you're in charge of updates from here on out. The funniest part of Arnie's feed being so far ahead of us yeah. is that, you know, there's a simple fix, right? Everyone who's anyone has the ability to pause live TV. They have these incredible creations called, you know, Direct TV, maybe even if you're watching on live sports, Hulu TV. But for some reason, you can't do that, right? With no, your little I can't t- do. Th- no, I can't do that at all. I can't know that. I, uh, if, if I just you're have lying. to make sure it's live. No, I, I have to go to live. I can't watch uh, 10 minutes behind everybody else. I can't do that. Well, I was just saying, you know, you could hit pause for like seven seconds, and then boom, you're on the same feed as all of us. But no, I can't we, do that either. Yeah. And two, I'm in my office in my studio, and I don't have that technology on this little TV. I have a little flat screen. <laughs> yet, yet though, y- y'all, he just yet I can like, broadcast to the world, but yeah. I can't go ahead and pause seven <laughs> seconds. So, yes, I can. Yes, I can broadcast I, to the entire planet, <laughs> but I but I can't pause my TV. It's funny. <laughs> I, I laughed uncontrollably at this one. Jamie writes, the reason Arnie is 10 seconds ahead is because of the time difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I like this from Nature Boy. Arnie, you're the king of early feed spoilers. The rest of the crew just can't handle it. Yeah. You should have yelled, OMG, the ref made the worst call in the history of sports. <laughs> Can you imagine if I, Torres thought I was kidding around with something? I, I don't even know if that's when Torres found out what happened. I, he might have been just kidding around when, when he thought I was kidding around. He had no idea what was happening. Boy, that is one thing you could do. 
is you could oh, kind of lay out how incredible yeah. a moment it was. All right, so we're rolling through these tweets. Let's do it. It's Stinking Genius 1 is Arnie. I'm at Plank's show. Everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Matt's, Matt's got our back. He writes, tell whoever yeah. was whining about the show last night to shut it. That was such an amazing game with an even greater finish. I was intrigued with the discussion all show. Just to spite him, you should talk only about the women's final the whole show. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's going to like that. Though I, I did enjoy the women's final. Did you think, I, I sent you this before the show, we mm-hmm. talked about this last night. Did you think Morrison's tweet was a shot at uh, the UCLA fans? Well, of course it was a shot at the UCLA fans. Was it not or what? Um. Oh, my gosh. He, he tweeted out... Um, yeah, how about this? Oh, oh, fans. Now up. Yeah, we're going to read about it. I'm crying now, but it's tears. Yeah, of yeah, joy. I think I think that was absolutely a yeah. shot. And that was in the whole mindset of having his play by play call out there. You know what? I it's funny because I hadn't really thought about that moment too terribly much, Arnie, right. until late in that game last night. Right? Uh, we, we had talked about I think you and I have when we would talk about Gonzaga. Uh, I'd pull up all the old drafts, and we're like, man, Gonzaga's only had one player who was a one-and-done, uh, and that was like four or five years ago. They've only had one time when you had two players go in the first round, and you think about the only true rock star that they had, you know, listen, no, no offense Kelly Olnick or any of those guys, or Ronnie Terrioff, but Adam Morrison was a rock right. star. You know, right. he's who we all knew. And I, I, I had completely forgotten about the way that game finished, and I thought – I thought CBS did a fantastic job in the coverage last night in just finding the right time to pop that in. It's like, oh, oh, damn, that's right. I forgot about that. And it was UCLA. And if I'm not mistaken, it was Gonzaga was considered to be the favorite. I think they were the one overall seed heading into the tournament. And you just well played on the drama, right, Arnie? Because even though even though Adam Morrison gets the last laugh now, that moment was one of the more – we all still loved Gonzaga and everything about him. They hadn't become uh, a, an evil genius like Mark Few suddenly is in some people's <laughs> mind. Right? They're still lovable. So kudos to CBS for playing that in last night. All right. Um, you want a couple of others here on the game yeah, last yeah, night? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. Uh, UCLA Dodger – or I'm sorry. UCLA is relevant again, Dodger Frank writes – we just had one of the greatest college basketball games in history last night, and some listeners wanted Arnie to talk about which NBA teams are laying the biggest Easter eggs this season. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, and then Frank added, there may not be any UCLA players who are hated, but Mick Cronin is polarizing, at least from the Cincinnati fans' viewpoints. You buy oh, that? I can imagine. I, they're, they're probably kicking themselves, especially what didn't the Cincinnati coach, the recent one, was put on oh. some – um, right. Double secret probation or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I I could not I, I couldn't fathom now whenever you watch well, now listen, I'm not gonna try to compare this to Chris Beard leaving tech and going to Texas. <laughs> That's a little bit of a different world. But Arnie, whenever you see the guy that just left and you're celebrating it, right? It's like good. Get him out of here. He had reached his ceiling. And then you watch that guy and he takes a team to the final four. Yeah, that's got to suck for well, Cincinnati fans. By the way, I, I have to go. Well, speaking about taking the team to the Final Four, um, I'm keeping my eye on this when I'm hoping Steph Curry uh, leaves the Warriors. No disrespect to the Warrior fans out there and, and goes to the Lakers. That's very important for me. <laughs> I see you. I see what you just did there. And then one well, more thing. You, know you know why? The why reason that? why is that when Steve he leaves, Kerr Steve Kerr will say, I'm done with you. I'm going to retire yeah. in Tucson and I'm going to coach the men's team. And boom. There you go. That's all we need. Uh, And then one more quick one. Paul writes, 
This is the first team sporting event, I think, since the Auburn kick six that has dominated the news shows the following days. I think it's okay for a sports show to cover it for three hours. And then he added, this isn't get up. You guys can cover any topics besides yeah. how the Cowboys and Patriots offseason is going every single it wasn't damn even, second. It wasn't three hours because it happened at about 20 or 25 past the hour. So it was only two and a half hours. And, I mean, you got to do it at least the first half hour to the first hour and a half, don't you, after, after oh, yeah. that game? Oh, my gosh. I, I, have, I feel like I've been on radio too much over the last 48 hours. But, Arnie... I can't get enough of talking about this game. That's how fantastic it was. All right, when we come back, let's dive into the latest on the Deshaun Watson saga. Artie will continue his expert analysis on the national championship game with Stanford winning ah. the women's title. And we'll continue our preview of Baylor Gonzaga, what we've all waited for in college basketball next on Fox Sports Radio. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we're living through your tweets tonight at Stinking Genius One at Plank Show. Uh, everyone should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. I thought ne- you were going to give me a lot of grief because of where I'm finishing in the Fox Sports Radio You know uh, what? Pool. I need to I, need, I haven't even looked where we are. I'm are in you, fourth place. Are you really? Yeah. Even after picking St. Bonaventure to go yes. to the Final Four? Well, I picked every other game right. Did you really? I'm in fourth place. I'm embarrassed by it, though. Why are you embarrassed by fourth well, because place? I get hired for this stuff. My expertise and my good looks were the two reasons I got hired for this job. And um, I always get my good looks. Well, stop it! And I, you know, I usually win all the. I won the NBA off. I usually win all these office pools, and you know, I'm here for my expertise. So hey, that I feel bad about that. Uh, love you, but you didn't win the NBA one. Well, I thought was close. I, I don't think you even entered it. Did you? Uh, whichever one I did enter, I won. <laughs> Usually, I'm not allowed to. They banned me from one of them. I forgot which one it was. I, for, you I were not. Out. You were not banned. From I was any banned. Of them. Yes, I, I think was. you just procrastinated on the yeah. email. Is that what I think you did. Also, yeah. Uh, I, I can't. For some reason, I can't. Oh, here we go. Um, I got to log in here and see where you are yeah, right I'm now. I'm fourth. To make sure. I feel I'm behind Clay Travis. So I should. I'm really embarrassed. And I'm behind T.J. Hushmanzada. In case what? you didn't know this, he's a football player. Right, right. He played in the... Uh, he's only up there because he played for Oregon State, and he picked Oregon State probably to go all the no, way. No, he didn't, appear. I mean, yeah, do you whatever. not ever read the, bo- the the emails that Scott Shapiro sends Every to one of them I read. <laughs> Every one. Why? What did he send? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Yeah. You're, you're, Aaron Torres is now leading us all? Yeah, is but that I'm right? going to beat him. If, if Gonzaga wins, I'll I'll finish third. Oh, will you? All right, yeah. so your top five. You're ahead of TJ. Oh, am I? Okay. Yeah, on, on my be. standings. Yeah. Uh, Torres is one, Yeah. followed by Bernie Fratto. Oh, that's right. Bernie's second, yeah. Then there's Clay Travis, and Barney, me. and TJ. TJ, who's your daddy? Are tied yeah. at uh, the fourth place I'm right I'm embarrassed now. by that, but whatever. I'm currently in 13th place. I'm, Whoever's uh, in last gets fired this year, I think. Uh, there's eight. Well, Rob Parker's down there. Wow, so, I'm going to yeah. miss him. I got to tell you something. <laughs> I'm really mad at myself. I, I told you this. I'm never listening to the college basketball experts again. Yeah, yeah. Because they were the ones that told me about the greatness of UConn. Yeah. I mean, that's all I heard. The greatness of UConn. Oh, the, the UConn Huskies. They're the best team heading into the NCAA tournament. They've got a – they're out in the first round. Yeah, I thought well, you – I thought, oh my gosh, here we go. Um, I'm going to have a team that's going to end up 
getting it done. Nope. No, nope, not even close. If so. we had a women's uh, uh, contest, I probably would have won it also. You <laughs> think you probably would have because you would have picked Arizona. I have Arizona going all the way. I, I've said this a lot. I've yeah. said this a lot, and I, I'm not joking. But if if this would have been a run like this for UCLA and say, oh, I don't know, Arnie, 1999, that's whenever I was at the height of my UCLA fandom. Right. I would have picked them to the national championship game regardless, and yeah. then I would have been winning. Then my job wouldn't be on the line right now. <laughs> they wouldn't be an 11 seed, that's for uh, sure. Is, is, there, is there any chance Is there any chance that Illinois could still come back and end up playing tomorrow night? What a disappointment, huh? What a disappointment they were in the tournament. Uh, yeah, anyway, you can check your bracket out right now at foxsportsradio.com. That's foxsportsradio.com. Um, you can see that Arnie is currently sitting right now Tied for fourth place. Embarrassed TJ Hushmanzada. Uh, Andrew C. has taken over the lead on the listener's side of things, followed by Joel A. and Clay P. So check that. If I don't finish top three, they they do fire me, I think. I don't think that you're really in that much of a a perilous situation as you've kind of laid it out. I think you're going to be okay here, aren't you? Yeah, I I really do. All right, let's get a couple more tweets. Uh, By the way, breaking news tonight. Shohei Otani left the game. You heard DeSager talk about it at the bottom of the hour. But it looks like he's okay. Good. That's good. Based on the report on TV. So not only is it great for Otani, it's great for the Angels. He's great for baseball. I agree with all of that. But there was a note, I think it bears kind of uh, digging into a little bit deeper, by the uh, sports doc, pro football doc, Dr. Chow, that said it looks to be a left high ankle sprain. So he's worried that there may be some time missed for Shohei Otani. But I'm, I, I'm not going to pretend like I'm sitting here watching Sunday Night Baseball, Arnie. I'm no, sorry. You, I'm just well, not. you already buried the lead, you and DeSager, when I gave you the great stat that nobody, no, no pitchers hit a home run in the first inning since we've had the DH. You just kind of brushed over that. Um, I'm even surprised we've had pitchers get Home runs in the first inning. I guess obviously most of them had to be National League. I guess, but yeah, I, I I honestly think, to be honest with you, that we've seen it so many times on Twitter already tonight that we're tired of the stupid pitcher hitting a home run in the leadoff spot or the second spot in the first yeah. inning. Whatever, done with it, Arnie. Done, done with, with it. it. But over, it was a, yeah, it was a great note. Kudos to you for coming up with the note. Yeah. And by can I throw one more note out sure. there? I, we've only got a minute left in this hour. Will you people stop aggregating that poor soul that gets knocked the bleep out at Walmart and saying it's Bruce Campbell? It's not the former Raider bust. The dude has enough on his plate. Can you imagine that? I saw that. I'm like, that guy can't fight, boy. I don't know what he's trying to throw it out for. He can't throw it. I can take that guy. Can you imagine? Bruce Campbell's sitting at home, probably enjoying Easter. He's rich. (laughs) I watched him play, so I'm sure he's eating a lot. And then lo and behold, your phone just blows up because somebody decided to have you as the guy that just got knocked out at Walmart. Have your fun with it. Charger fans, Bronco fans, Chief fans. It's not Bruce Campbell. (laughs) The Maryland alum is probably enjoying Easter. All right. When we come back, I've got some football to get to. We've got Todd Furman, Buyer Sell, and Arnie's Picks. You got knocked the f*** out, man. (laughs) There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. 
Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's been a good hour talking about last night's finish between UCLA and Gonzaga. Now we start looking forward to the national championship matchup. I guess we can say tonight on the East Coast, right, Arnie? Pushing past midnight, Gonzaga and Baylor. Though, can I be really old man for a second? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Be old man. 9.30 Eastern tip. Not liking that, huh? But it's two hours, 11.30. Not all that late, though. 9.30. Here's here's 920, 920, I think. Uh, uh, if they tip off by 920 tomorrow night, I'll yeah, quit my true. job. Yeah, yeah, so true. I'll, I'll pull an Arnie Spanier. If if that <laughs> if that happens, I'll be the most shocked man. Well, we got to wait planet. for all the West Coast knuckleheads to get home, even though they don't work on the West Coast. Um, yeah, that's true. But but I who this is my question. Who are we catering to anymore with our start times? Hey, who's the most important market? Because nine out of ten times, I've I feel like we should be catering to the East Coast. We should, right? Um, the West Coast always kind of gets hosed in all of this. I feel like in the Central Time Zone, God's time zone, the way it should be, everything's about normal. Right. But when you're tipping off at nine thirty, and people talk about growing the game, yo, my kids are in bed. I'm not letting them stay up to watch this. Um, and I think that's a majority of people. And listen, I, not so much for me. I'm going to stay up and watch it. It's my job, and I love it. I keep saying 920, excuse me. 
But who are we actually trying to cater to anymore with these start times? That's that's my overanalyzation of TV ratings and start times because it doesn't well, make any sense to me that you'd start that late. We've been complaining about start times for, what, 40 years? Back when we were kids. and Why are they playing baseball in the middle of the day at school? But, you know, <laughs> that was actually great. We'd pay yeah. more attention instead of paying attention to the teacher. We'd you know, bring in your transistor radio and stuff like that just to hear what was going on. I thought you were turning 38. I don't think you'd have to worry about transition. I mean, that's radio. what somebody told me. Somebody told me. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I'm at there. Uh, all right, so we, we got a lot to get to still from the NCAA tournament. Buy or sell coming up to kick off hour number three. It makes it a triumphant return here on Fox Sports Radio, right. and I'm excited about that. Plus, we'll go in-depth on the matchup. But I like this. Uh, Nature Boy hit us up. Another classic line yesterday by Charles Barkley when he answered the question, that was asked, what do you think they're saying in the Houston locker room at halftime? Barkley answered, what time do we leave tomorrow? <laughs> oh, wow. I've, You know what? I don't oh, get geez. it sometimes how they used to have the two desks. It's like, all right, here's 20 minutes of analyst uh, insight from Wally Zerbiak and right, Clark right. Kellogg and right. uh, Seth Davis. Let's go to the other desk for more. And I'm like, how much more analysis do we need on this damn game? But I will say, Arnie, one of the coolest things they've done, I think, is putting the NBA crew on these college basketball games. It gives a different perspective. They're a little bit more – they've got better chemistry than some guys you're trying to shoehorn in. I kind of dug having Charles Barkley, even though I'm still trying to figure out what he was talking about was with his Jimmy and Joe's thing yesterday. <laughs> I, You know what? I, I enjoy it, too, when he says stuff like that. He gets us laughing, but he's not breaking it down like, you know, uh, what Seth Davis and those type of guys are breaking it down. They're, no. they're the college basketball gurus. That's actually a really good point. You're getting that analysis from guys who have lived the game all year long. Uh, Here's a point that I'd be curious to get all of y'all's take on. Johnny B. Good writes, they should have 50% capacity for the game tomorrow in Indianapolis. What's it now, 25% for the... Yeah, 25%, which by the way, they're in... And you're not in a basketball arena. You're in a bleeping dome right, with plenty right. of space. And again, I know we're getting to the point where more and more people are getting vaccinated. Uh, numbers appear to be going down unless you're a Vancouver Canuck or so a Washington National. It's 25% of what, 100,000? Is that yeah, what you're I know. saying? <laughs> I, know, I don't think their capacity is 100,000. I think they, or they drape it off. 80,000 or whatever it they, is? They, they drape it off. I think it's more like 60 okay. is where I think it is. Okay. Even though it's still pretty big. I'm right. kind of with them. Now, I don't know if suddenly that would lead to mass numbers at the, the attendance gates. Uh, and I'm not going to pretend to you know, like be Dr. Fauci here or anything, but I mean, let's go. Why it's not? It's too late, though. It's too, because you you're not, I mean, what are people going to fly from Spokane um, to Indiana? It's a little too late to go ahead and, and try to go and pack the arena like that. I, I, said, I said this, I think it was maybe on Friday night on Jonas's show. But I honestly think, Arnie, one of the things that had made last night a little bit more special, well, obviously, than I didn't say it on Jonas's show if it was last night. One of the things that made last night a little bit more special was the fact that it was maybe the last event that we don't have to and, – and through the baseball season, I'm talking about championship settings, where we might not be talking about attendance capacities, right? In every conversation that we have about NFL – maybe even thinking about the postseason in baseball, we're not talking 25%, 50%. Right. We're talking about full 
stadiums. We're talking about full arenas. So maybe part of what made last night even more special was it may have been one of the few times where we are kind of stuck at home watching it and we're not at a watch party or something of that nature because I feel sooner rather than later we're going to be getting to these packed uh, stadiums. You want to add something to that? Just say, I'm sorry. I, I looked up the last time the Colts stadium hosted the Final Four. 2015, Duke beat Wisconsin, and attendance was listed at 71,000. 71. Wow. There, you're riding that Keep category. in mind, wow. the layout this year is not that because they had two courts, one in each end zone, essentially, and they could therefore have... <laughs> in theory, less lag time between. Although, if you want lag time, just watch the final four last night. What we go an hour and a half between games? Yeah. And you're what compla- is that about? I agree. You're complaining about tomorrow night. I looked it up in the TV guide. It's it's yeah. It's supposed to be a nine twenty Eastern tip for the final. That's so they can not only have the 20-minute pregame show, yeah. but they also have a half-hour championship central. So it's a 50-minute pregame show. Wow. And then at 8 Eastern, they can have you know, some sort of sitcom, something to get ratings as a, as a lead-in before something that usually does good ratings, oh, the okay. national championship game. Okay. By the way, you. Nature Boy says if Plank is worried about the NCAA start time, you can always tell them the results with your advanced feed. <laughs> can I call you? Can I call yes. you tomorrow night and yeah, just, just kind of get you? Yeah. Better yet, we should just have that listener in Australia tell us because it's yeah. already Monday. Though. That's right. It's already happened. I don't. I don't know why we're. Why don't we call them and just bet everything on it? Uh, yeah, but it, it's going to be fun tomorrow night because here's here's the unique side. This is, it's a rarity. I don't know why I'm getting waxing poetically about this damn college basketball game tomorrow night, but here we go, Arnie. We finally have what we all predicted was going to happen in the preseason play out. Right. This is what everyone thought was going to happen with the national championship. Perfect storm. Not only did the one and the two work out where they were number one and number two in the country, it also worked out that the game between the two of them got canceled. So it's not a repeat of, of any earlier game and nobody has the advantage. So... Um, you couldn't have wrote a better uh, script for the NCAA. And I believe, guys, that was a CBS game in Indianapolis first Saturday in December where it was supposed to be number one Gonzaga against number two Baylor, and it was canceled the day of. Wait, that's that wasn't in Jerry's world or anything like that. I thought it was in no, Dallas. I, I, yeah, I don't it, remember. Yeah, no, they were. I don't. Paul Bills Bobby said the East Coast has 118 million people. West Coast, 53 million. It makes no sense the way these TV networks make people east of the Mississippi wait for the games to start. I, I got to go back to that pause between games. Although this is the first with the two teams being <laughs> yeah, the West final Coast four teams well. being west of the Mississippi. Yeah, and, well, I, I guess Waco's not the West Coast. Central time zone west of the Mississippi. But I, I think it's kind of funny, Desager, because you hit on uh, something last night that didn't even register until, let's see, the, the Baylor-Houston game was over. We did dinner. I think we went to a church service and we came back and the game still hadn't tipped off. And I mean, I'll be honest, Arnie, if you're in the middle of like a baseball series, yeah. right? And you got to play two games, you got to drag the field. Maybe you might get some weather. It's a max 30 minutes between games. The hell are we doing with that much time between I, games? I thought it had something to do with cleaning protocol. Okay. Okay. So I, okay. I'll not, buy that. I, I don't, I, I'm not sure. I thought I had read that somewhere. It could be another reason. I didn't know why. So I, I was looking that up and I thought somewhere on Twitter, somebody said that they have extra cleaning protocols uh, between games, but that could be right because you're not sharing locker rooms or um, stuff like that. I, I, I don't know why it took so long. That's crazy. Oh, and uh, Leonis uh, kind of magnified this because I was, I was laughing. I think I knew the point that Charles Barkley was trying to make 
during, I think it was one of the halftime shows. He said, Barkley was quoting the old college football coaches. Like, it ain't about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmy and the Joes. In other words, if you don't have the players, the plan doesn't matter. Yeah, but I think he kind of botched the analogy, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) And kept repeating it. And kept repeating it over and over. So... (laughs) Thank you, Leonis, for the clarification. All right, listen, Todd Furman's coming up here in just a bit. We got much more on this game tomorrow night between Baylor and Gonzaga. But, Arnie, I I, I guess I need to brush up on my legalese a little bit because in the latest twist and turn in the Deshaun Watson saga, I mean, his, his attorney is really celebrating the fact that the police are now involved. Rusty Harden saying, well, it's a long overdue development. I mean, I got to be honest with you, when it's just a civil suit, that's one thing, right? And you're dealing with, you're dealing with the potential to have to, to pay damages. Um, it, it, this becomes a legal issue. Now, I don't, am I losing my mind? Am I going crazy here? Do I need to watch more law and order? That if an attorney is saying, we welcome this potential filing of charges, that's crazy talk, right? Oh, unless they know something that is the police are going to find that says we're not going to continue with the investigation. I, I find that hard to believe, though. Like you said, we find out there's about, what, 39 or 40 different masseuses, um, and what half of them are uh, filing or um, have a criminal or civil complaint. It uh, Look, I, I don't know how he's ever going to overcome something like this. I know you're innocent until proven guilty, but... Um, you know, you're talking about one guy's word and 20 uh, women the other way. And then I guess you got 20 women on Deshaun Watson's side. I, I am I'm curious to see what the NFL is going to end up doing and if he gets that six-game suspension or maybe something longer um, that they gave Ezekiel Elliott. There's so many things about this that are concerning, right? And it was funny because I, I go back to even last week whenever we talked about this, and I was still in the, oh, you just move on from him. I think it's time to make a move. If if you want it, Philly wants a quarterback, it, I don't think you're at damaged goods yet, but if you let him get on that commissioner's exempt list, then you then you may have an issue trying to move him. But I also And you understand. still have to pay him on that list too. Sure, sure, absolutely. But, you know, with when Tony Busby, that's the attorney for the – uh, a, a accusers who have uh, basically brought this claim forward when they said they won't submit evidence I was always concerned because you brought up that number last week you said us oh, it's like 20 I'm like oh Arnie we got to be careful saying that number and then lo and behold by the time we get to the following Sunday what are we we're like 35 that could be in this yeah. mix right yeah. so whenever you hear that the Houston Police Department as it happened on Friday today a complaint a complainant filed a report with the Houston Police Department concerning Deshaun Watson. As with any allegation, the Houston Police Department is now conducting an investigation and will not comment further during the investigative process. I don't know about you, Arnie, but I don't think I'm walking around going, yes, high five, but you might be onto something here. Maybe Rusty Harden and Deshaun Watson now can put a name with the accuser, and maybe that's something that I don't know. You start, and the unfortunate reality of it is, they'll start assassinating that character. Yes, that's right? exactly I mean, what they're going to do. Yes, I'm not in a, a true murder way, but just trying to find as much dirt as they can. That's the reality of an unfortunate situation like this. But I almost feel bad asking football questions right now with how ugly this is getting. I really I, do. Look again. I, I we don't know how it's going to turn out. I said maybe I don't think this guy could ever work. All, you know, play on a football field again when you have 20 women accusing him of something like this. 
uh, if he's found guilty, uh, what happens? Is he going to do jail time? I mean, I I, I can't imagine him um, being unscathed and somebody saying, oh, that's okay, 20 convictions, but we'll still use him as our quarterback. Right. I, 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 I just don't know how, that, how he survived something like this. When we come back, we'll ask Todd Furman what he thinks is the next step for Deshaun Watson or the Houston Texans. But this story seems like it's far from over. And now with the HPD, the Houston Police Department involved, it's going to be very interesting to see which direction this goes. Uh, Do do we find out that Busby's bluffing a bit and that there's not quite the amount of evidence there as as he claims there is? Or do we find out, as Arnie brought it up, we might be looking at Deshaun Watson sitting down some time. Well, he's not lying about the women, though, the amount of women. He's got to be truthful. What, you... Can't be. I, he, he could be truthful, but again, when he, whenever he keeps adding numbers to it, and those those uh, civil cases haven't been filed yet, Arnie. Right, right. That's that's when you're looking at okay, what is going on here? So we'll dive into it all. Uh, I'm a professional attorney here, okay? So yes, I don't you know. Are. I watched a lot of Law and Order, people. I know what's going on here, <laughs> and our man in Vegas will help give us some perspective next on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tony and Plank, 
Oh, sorry, 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 false start. Arnie and Plank, Fox Sports Radio, on a Sunday night into a Monday morning, and we are joined by our man, Todd Furman, back after a week off in Vegas. Todd, real quick, we're going to talk a lot about the NCAA tournament. My mind is always on football, though, and just wanted to carry over from last segment. We were talking about Deshaun Watson. Now you have the Houston Police Department looking into it. What do you, what do you think the next step is for the NFL? Do they put them on the exempt list? Do they wait for it to play out? Do the Texans make a move? What do you see next in this saga, Todd? I think with the NFL knowing that they have times before OTAs, camp, and everything else will start to take place, they can more or less let the legal process or the beginning of it start to run its course uh, rather than being proactive and putting him on the exempt list. I don't think the Texans are obviously going to find a suitable trade partner by any stretch of the imagination at this juncture, so it's wait and see. Uh, And like we said the whole time, you just hope the truth comes out, whatever it may be. All right, Todd, NCAA tournament, I'm I'm curious. um, During the course of the year, do people, when they bet who's going to win, let's say even when the season starts, are they betting Gonzaga all through the year, uh, eight to one, six to one, four to one, two to one, minus one fifty, all the way up into the championship game, or are they taking some of the long shots? Are the books going to get clobbered if Gonzaga wins, or what? It doesn't appear they're going to have a ton of liability. I obviously already can't speak for everyone in the space. I'm sure there's right. a book or two out there that may find themselves backed into a corner. But when you have the favorite more or less go box to wire, it's every bookmaker's job to stay ahead of that curve and try and create other appetizing prices, whether it be on Michigan at some point in the year, Baylor, Illinois, you name it. I think Baylor's price was so short throughout the course of the season that it gave most of them an opportunity to stay ahead. These are the two teams coming into the year that were preseason number one and number two too, so no surprises. Any bookmaker worth his or her salt should have been able to stay ahead of it and create profitable scenarios, having the favorites working in their favor. What was it like last night, Todd, uh, in Vegas when that half-court shot was banked in? You know, I had a chance to speak to uh, some of my former colleagues uh, behind the counter, and what's interesting about it, obviously it elicits a huge reaction in the sports book, but that's what's interesting, Chris, because nothing changed hands in terms of gambling impact. The old game had already gone in over the total. UCLA was never in jeopardy of covering as a 14-point underdog. Of course, you have a little bit of money line action, but there's not a ton when you have a Gonzaga team that's a 1-12 to favorite or UCLA at 7-1 to attracting you know, $10 and $20 bets. But they said it was a great atmosphere throughout, and uh, you know, inevitably there's going to be folks, more so fans than betters, a little bit disappointed in the way that game went. And I think if you – Bleed UCLA gold and, and baby blue, you have to go. If we played 99% of other teams in the country last night, we find ourselves in the national championship. Yep. Gonzaga was just that much better on the offensive end when they needed to be. Todd, I'm not talking about in-game, but um, when the game went in the overtime, could you have run up to the window and make another bet, or they don't take bets for overtime? No, they will take bets on overtime. Gonzaga going into the extra period was a two-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, about dollar sixty on the money line. So for those folks that did lay the two-and-a-half, of course, Jalen, and starts getting the three from 40-plus feet out, pays dividends. Gonzaga, when you look at the live line and the way that game traded throughout, was right around plus $1.10 when they trailed by one or two points with under four minutes to go. So wow. they did have a chance to get them as a slight underdog. Uh, but again, this was a team that I think all of us had questions how they would handle uh, when the team landed a haymaker. For me, they went out and exceeded expectations. They played the same brand of basketball we've seen for the 30-plus games leading up to it, and we'll see exactly what kind of wrinkles Scott Drew and company can throw their way in the national championship tomorrow night. So so fascinated by this matchup. It's rare whenever the, the two teams that we've talked about playing each other for a title at the beginning of the season, and now I guess what, almost two seasons, actually end up getting that opportunity 
Todd, what's your early hunch? What kind of game are we going to get? Who are you on right now? You know, honestly, this number at four and a half, I think, is perfect. It's not a cop-out. We kind of broke the game down in great detail on our Bet the Board podcast for the Final Four and thought six felt a little bit rich. Uh, A lot of the math guys that do our work with us uh, made this number a shade shorter, and you saw two disparate results. Baylor go out there and dominate a Houston team to the tune of nearly a 20-point victory. Gonzaga slipped by as a 14-point favorite, so the market settles right in the middle. Uh, I think there's a little bit of wiggle room to go under the total, honestly, and while that'll surprise Hmm. some folks, when you look at Baylor, offensive efficiency-wise, I mean, this team is number two in the country, taking on the team that's number one. But Baylor, throughout the course of Big 12 play, and you saw these games, Chris, they weren't afraid to play in the half court. And I really believe if they go up and down the court with Gonzaga, the Bulldogs have more scores, and it's going to be contingent on Baylor being able to make shots from deep. Now, we've seen them do it. Best shooting team in the country from beyond the arc. But I think for them to win a national championship, we're talking about 10 to 12 made threes. And if you want to try and play a game in the 80s, Mark Few and company will not hesitate to back down. Todd, I don't know if you have the answer for this. Do you remember what the line would have been um, in the first Baylor-Gonzaga game? Because that was a canceled to the morning of, right? I I thought we had it last night, but I don't remember off the top of my head. You know, it was very similar, Arnie. I think for that game, Gonzaga was right around a three-and-a-half, four-point favor for the regular season meeting that we never had a chance to see. Uh, But as it's gone to show, uh, good things come to those who wait, and we'll finally get these two teams to do battle with a heck of a lot more at stake now than what we would have seen in December before Gonzaga had to shut things down with a short COVID break. Are you going to get more bets now because the first game was canceled, or would you have gotten more bets if this was round two? (laughs) I don't think it will really have any impact on the handle, um, to be quite honest. I will say that I'm not sure what this game will do as far as generating betting interest. Gonzaga, of course, a big storyline. Baylor being as good as they are is one thing, but it's still not a Kentucky Duke or that national brand. So I don't want to throw a wet blanket on what I think the numbers could be for tomorrow, but people projecting record handle, and we know sports betting is growing. Sure, a lot of these states that haven't had sports betting in the past will benefit, but I'm not sure this breaks all sorts of records here in the state of Nevada. By the way, did you get any money on Arizona tonight, on the uh, women's game tonight, or what? You know, 30-1, to one, Arnie, coming into the Final Four uh, for the Lady Wildcats. And wow. what a hell of an effort they put forth. Wow. That number, they were a nine-point dog. It's bet down to seven and a half. A little bit wow. curious in terms of what they elected to run with the game on the line late. Yeah, Not exactly yeah. the shot they drew up. Uh, I'm more disgruntled because I had a future on South Carolina coming into the Final Four at 11-1 to one, <laughs> and really thought they had an excellent chance as time expired to get a uh, buzzer with beater. With putback, and, yeah. And I think they would have gone out there and taken care of business against the Wildcats a little more effectively than Stanford did. Uh. Ah, jeez. All right, so, Todd, I got to ask, were you surprised last night with how offensive that first half was? And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean scoring buckets because I thought the the first half under was the way to go. And, my gosh, I mean, we were were on an almost 100-point pace between those two teams at halftime. Well, this coming from someone who had a first half under in yes. Houston who had his heart, heart broken with a three with about four seconds to go after a seven-point explosion in the final 51 seconds. Uh, I actually had a small piece of the over in the Gonzaga-UCLA oh, nice. game, full game. Uh, but the one thing about it that's pretty wild is I don't think pace and tempo suggested that game should have gone over the total. You know, if you normalize the box scores and look at it, I mean, UCLA 1.2 points per possession, Gonzaga 1.26. So even as efficient as Gonzaga's been, that was right on par with their season average. UCLA, well above, but they've been efficient. And you look at how good these teams were shooting the basketball from inside the arc. Zags 30 of 42, UCLA 26 of 42. It's hard for a game to stay under when teams don't miss shots. 
Uh, any props uh, for the game? I, I, you know, like, uh, is Gonzaga going to score first? I guess you got to take Gonzaga because they get the inside bucket. I don't know. Am I overthinking it? Give me give me some props there, would you? <laughs> no, is there a national there, anthem course, I could bet on? <laughs> there are, of course, those props. Gonzaga is a $1.25 favorite to be the first team to get to 10 points, and they're a $1.35 favorite to be the first team to get to 30 points. I think oh. when you look at the actual X's and O's basketball-wise, uh, you're talking about Gonzaga over under 6.5 made threes in the game. Game. Baylor eight and a half shaded to the under. The other one that's fascinating, Arnie, because I know you're a quote unquote value seeker. Of First course. made bucket of the game. Will it be a two pointer minus two eighty? Will it be a three pointer plus two forty? I figure you're all over the three pointer. Oh, I, uh, with those odds, two forty, I'll take some of that. Though I do think um, uh, Baylor's going to try to pound it early in and see if uh, Gonzaga is ready for the uh, for the action. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you look at Baylor, I mean, they don't have a ton of reliable interior scoring, so it'll be interesting if they can get guys like Mayer and Flagler all to contribute. I think this is a game where Scott Drew is really going to be tested because a player like Mark Vital, who gives you that physicality inside, just isn't gifted offensively enough. So uh, I'm very intrigued to see how this game starts early on. Uh, and if Baylor's banging threes uh, right from the get-go, uh, we'll have game on. But if those shots aren't falling, would not be shocked if Gonzaga responds with a pretty strong start knowing they can beat you both from the inside and of course from the outside with those talented guards that was a very kind way to describe idols game (laughs) somewhat challenge well done Todd all right buddy we'll have fun in the national championship game uh, tomorrow night can't wait to recap it with you next week and we'll get into all those draft props next Sunday night man I can't wait bear down bear down definitely looking forward to it and Chris keep in mind you know if you ever want to make your way out to the desert I might need an introduction to our special assistant for the UNLV Rebels more than happy to give Lon Kruger home to be an assistant to his son Kevin. Is head there coach. you wow. go. Wow. Love it. I got your back, man. Thanks, Todd. We'll talk to you soon, bud. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, by the way, that's a really good point that I hadn't thought of. I now have an in. I forgot Kevin Kruger's a head coach at uh, yeah. UNLV. And Pops is going to be out there quite a bit. You didn't even answer me when I said congratulations for your new coach, by the way. Yeah, the the congratulations was congratulations on your new coach. What, hopefully you guys can get back to relevancy soon or something of that nature? I'm trying to be nice to you. That's not nice. Well, I'm uh, not good at being nice, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve DeSager comes strolling in to get us caught up on everything. Yeah, literally, (laughs) the, the, the text to congratulate the Sooners on hiring uh, hiring their new head basketball coach. Porter. Uh, Porter Mosier, thank you, was, uh, yeah, um, congratulations on on Mosier. Maybe you'll be relevant again. <laughs> I don't that was very nice needed, of me. I don't think we needed the sentence. I'm not good at being nice. Right, I don't right. think we've known exactly. anybody who's we, listened we, to the show. Uh, <laughs> All the more reason you need practice. By the way, as we head toward <laughs> Baylor-Gonzaga uh, tomorrow night, keep in mind Baylor right before the NCAA tournament started, they had, on the one hand, finished in the regular season. They had a top t- uh, 20 matchup where they blitzed Texas Tech. Macy Oteague in that game had 35 points for Baylor, and he, just he, from three-point range, 10 for 12. They are, as Todd said, the top three-point shooting team in the country. Of course, Ooh. once Baylor started the conference tournament, they barely won the opener against a woeful Kansas State team, and then they lost the next round conference semis to Oklahoma State and Cade Cunningham. In that game, from three-point range, the Baylor Bears were six for 28. We've seen it happen where they fall in love with the three when it's not hitting in this tournament. They can't go a whole game like that. As as many games as they've had hitting three-pointers and as good as the overall percentage is, 
you can shoot yourself out of a championship that way. Tomorrow night is the men's title game. Tonight was the women's national championship, and number one seed Stanford beat Arizona 54-53 as Arizona missed the final shot. The Wildcats shot 29% from the floor, 17 for 59 from the field. And Stanford had defeated Arizona twice in the regular season as well. Stanford finished first in the Pac-12 this season, four games over Arizona in the standings. So Stanford committed 21 turnovers tonight, but had the defense at the end, and they won a low-scoring 54-53. I don't know anybody that's expecting 54-53 for the men's final (laughs) tomorrow night. We can update the Sunday night ball game. It is still going in Anaheim because the White Sox tied it in the top of the ninth. It's now 4-4, White Sox and Angels, one out in the bottom of the ninth. The Halos do have a couple of men on. How the game got tied in the top of the ninth, the closer came on for the Angels, hit batter, sacrifice, and a pitcher's throwing error. Game's at 4-4. It's over a four-hour game for crying out loud. Yeah, you'd think it was Red Sox-Yankees to start the season for Sunday nights. Shohei Otani not only batted second for the Angels tonight, he was the starting pitcher. He homered in the bottom of the first, came out in the fifth inning. He is sore, covering home after a collision. They said he came out for baseball reasons, not because he was injured. And by the way, Arnie, the stat that there has been a pitcher homer in the first inning, it just wasn't in the American League. National Leaguer Carlos Zambrano of the yeah, Cubs. Yeah, he was the last one, yeah. In 2006, twice that season, a starting pitcher. Insane. For the Cubs, homered in the first inning. In fact, I looked it up. In 06, he hit six homers that year. Wow. And was a great pitch. Of course, he only had five other hits the whole season, but still an amazing stat to pass along. Everything's final in the NBA. The late game, Denver with a strong finish, beat Orlando 119-109. to Amazing stat still from a guy who is a center, Nikola Jokic, 16 assists in this game. Yes, I'll get to that in a moment. Thank you. Jokic has had 15 assist games six different times. No other center in the three-point era going back 40 years has ever had a 15 assist game. He did it yet again tonight. The home run was a three-run shot that has just ended this game 7-4. Angels, Jared Walsh, who had homered earlier, gets the three-run shot. The game winner in the bottom of the ninth, 7-4 Angels. Dodgers and Houston each one again. Baltimore and Philadelphia each one again. Each is 3-0 in the early season. Tomorrow, Nationals, Braves postponed due to COVID, but Washington season will start on Tuesday. No new positives in their recent round of testing. Jordan Spieth won the Texas Open by two strokes in San Antonio. The Masters starts Thursday chance of rain there by Friday. Today was Spieth's first victory since the 2017 British Open. He went 82 starts on the PGA Tour without a win until Mm. this weekend. And also, guys, John Rahm's wife, this is one of the better golfers in the world, John Rahm was there as his wife gave birth this weekend. News because he had said he would leave the Masters this week if she went into labor then. That has been taken care of. Back to you. You know what? If I was winning the Masters... And my wife went into labor. I'm sorry. You got to leave me alone. I got to go in the master. I think you may be right on that. I think I, I have to rethink that. And I, just name the kids Augusta or yeah, something. Yeah, name him Augusta and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's what Zoom is for. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't tell me. I got to focus. Are you kidding me? If I did that, if I tried to pull honey, listen, I'm going to win them. What, is that more important to you than your kids and your family and your life? Oh, you'll hear that the rest of your life. Oh, well. Now, that's they won't name him 
They won't name him Augusta. They'll name him like uh, Missing Dad. It's like, hey, here comes your son, Missing Dad, MD. Let's go, baby. <laughs> three putt. Uh, go ahead. Uh, anyway. you, three, yeah, now you're putting all over the place, right? I, I, I got to get to some of these tweets real quick. Uh, it's uh, a two-part here. Uh, the Mason Mauler, who loves me, writes, tell Plank Law & Order is a TV show. No! No, it's not. It's not real life? It's real life. You dope. What do you think? I'm being, I'm being facetious. Quit taking things so seriously. But he is writing this. Watson is dealing with real life events. Harden, like his Busby, like this Busby clown, gets his chance to look into the character of Watson's accusers, and now we get to see who's really shady. Civil is not criminal. Well, no bleep. Uh, Nature Boy writes, my spidey senses are telling me Deshaun may not be the choir boy we originally thought. I'm basing that on my own law and order viewing. See, there you go. I'm surprised more people have not, I'm talking about outside the sports world, have not been talking about something like this. You know what I mean? Um, That it hasn't hit like the Today Show, the Good Morning America circuit thing. I'm wondering if it was a, a different sport. Um, and I don't know why it would make a difference because the NFL is the biggest sport, but I'm wondering if it's uh, a different sport, if it'd have a, a different type of result. Um, I, I do think, though, I do agree there's so much still unknown about this right now. I'm not a big believer in Tony Busby, and that's part of why there is this hesitation. I didn't... I, I don't want to buy into the conspiracy theory, but it is pretty damn interesting, right? He lives down the street from Cal McNair. He's acted goofy whenever asked about it's like i don't even know who owns the texans yeah, listen, yeah, you live right, in houston yeah. everyone knows who owns the texans of so course a lot of that seems very odd to me I think you would know that before you take the job you know right kind of, right right but again it's yeah. just it's it's fat it's fascinating to see where we are i'm um, i'm surprised you didn't lead with the big story today Oh, yeah? Football. What was that? Well, we mentioned your Arizona Wildcats. We mentioned oh, if your we, birthday. Could you imagine if we had Ryan Fowler on today? You know what he's talking about. Did you see that Bryce Young threw four touchdown passes in Alabama's first spring scrimmage? You're not going to believe it. Bryce Young's a stud. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. No, I'm just telling you guys right now. <laughs> Don't if, do that. If, if, if I'm, I'm warning you. I bet you more people watch that in Alabama than the NCAA tournament. <laughs> you might be right. I know, I know you're right. <laughs> I know I'm just I telling am. you right now. And, and this, is the, this is what sucks about recruiting, y'all, is Alabama doesn't lose Mac Jones, who's going to be – and I remember when you laughed at me when I told you he was going to be a top-10 yeah. pick, who yeah. might end up being – and I think is going to end up being a top-10 pick. Guess who they get to replace him? Five-star uh, – wasn't, wasn't he from California? I like, have no idea. Had originally committed to USC. Five-star, superstar, golden arm, golden boy. Yeah, Bama's not going anywhere. They might even be better. What did <laughs> I send you about that terrible injury at Clemson today? Are you sure you have the right phone number that you're sending these to? Yeah. Because I don't know if I got anything on an injury at Clemson today. Are you sure you're not texting your uh, your other your other co-host? No. Uh, yeah. Tayshawn, um, gosh, I don't know how to say his last name, uh, probably tore his Achilles. He was slated to be the backup quarterback this year to DJ Uyunglele. Right. But yeah, Tayshia, I believe it's uh, Pohakan, I believe is how you say his last name, reportedly tore his Achilles heel Ugh. during their spring game. So wow. we're, we're at that point in college football where we're already at spring games, wow. which means now we are getting closer and closer to the always fun offseason conversation of transfer portal news, uh, guys leaving school, praying everyone stays out of trouble. But yeah, we got some... We've got some college basketball buzz, or excuse me, college football buzz coming up, Arnie, because spring ball's here. New coaches, 
your boy out in Arizona, right? I sent your excitement, maybe. I'm ready to roll. I'm glad, hey, I, it can't get any worse than it was. Uh, it's got to get better. All right, so this week, since you brought up college football, I've got yeah. some NFL draft news that we need to get to. We had an interesting perspective given on one Justin Fields. And as y'all like to know, I dig the off-season Peter King football in uh, football morning in America column. Don't read it during the season for some reason, but <laughs> off-season, I'm all in. And he has some interesting perspective from Ryan Day on Justin Fields and what was just a loony week whenever it comes to his work ethic and perspective on him. We'll get to that next. Plus, Steve DeSager gets us caught up on everything. Coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Ooh, I like this. Where did you find this, Ryan? <laughs> I found it. I played on my oh. local show. Oh, sure. you do? Sure. I like Liar. it. I do. We have the Arnie song. A-R-N-I-E. Arnie, Arnie, Arnie. Well, it's uh, a great way to welcome in Steve DeSager. Quite the fan club here tonight. I know, yes. right? You're big time tonight, you DeSager. Are time, I love DeSager. it. I love it. <laughs> well, you know? one, one night out of 52 weeks. <laughs> well done, Ryan. Uh, well we're done. getting to the national championship tomorrow night. It's the matchup we finally wanted. And something about... Uh, some of these teams' games during the tournament tells you what kind of team they are, maybe what we can expect tomorrow night. First off, as one seeds, they had easy opponents in the first round, but Baylor eventually, after a slow start, not only beat up Hartford in the first round, Baylor had 15 steals, mm. and the opponent only had 19 baskets in the game. <laughs> And we saw the steals and how good Baylor is that later in the tournament. Gonzaga in its first round game nearly scored 100 points. And they were the top scoring team in the country. Easily. 92 points a game. And the best shooting team in the country. I do remember Baylor's coach commenting after their second round win against Wisconsin. Hey, we only had four turnovers. Now, if they can force turnovers and have games, I mean, four turnovers in a 40-minute tournament game, that was impressive. Meanwhile, the next one is what's notable for me. The Sweet 16 game for Baylor, they were trailing Villanova by seven at the half. Yeah. And then they didn't settle for threes in the second half. They shot 53% from the floor in the second half. They came back to win by double digits. And they kept getting steals. Villanova was best in the country at turnovers per game, under nine per game. But against Baylor, they had turnovers on five straight possessions at one point and 16 turnovers in the game. Is that the Baylor team we're going to see show up? Meanwhile, Gonzaga, the shooting has been there, not just the points. We mentioned last night how well UCLA played and still the Zags outshot them. When Gonzaga won its Sweet 16 game, it was 60% shooting as they killed Creighton. Notable for Baylor last night, and I know their game over Houston – it wasn't a good game, and also for obvious reasons, it'll get overlooked because of what came after. But they were playing a two-seed in Houston and a Houston team that had one of the best defenses in the country. That's right. Houston Top had held five. opponents to just 39% shooting this year. That part was best in the country. So what does Baylor do? They shot 53%. This past month in the tournament, a Houston opponent had scored more, no more than 61 points. Baylor had nearly 80 points last night. Mm -hmm. And the draft stock for Davion Mitchell goes up and up. 11 assists, no turnovers for Baylor. Again, it's the matchup we've wanted. We finally get it. I do have the network TV ratings from last night. Ooh, By comparison... Yeah. When UCLA won its regional final on Tuesday night against Michigan, that was a TBS game, but still for cable, that was nearly 7 million viewers, so pretty wow. good. Last night, 
second place in the TV ratings, the Easter weekend tradition, the Ten Commandments on ABC, that got 4 million viewers. Basketball got 10.7 million viewers for CBS last night. Wow. That was the average for the Gonzaga-UCLA game in primetime. And in fact, it got over 12 million viewers by the end of the game. The average was 10.7, though, which puts it in range of, say, that Clemson at Notre Dame double overtime football game last season. That was about 10 million viewers in primetime. The uh, Clemson-Notre Dame conference championship was about 10 million viewers as well last season. When the Dodgers clinched the pennant, Game 7, the comeback against the Braves, that was about 10 million viewers last October. And again, this last night, Gonzaga overtime, the buzzer beater against UCLA, 10.7 million. And Saturday uh, nights are not uh, usually uh, ratings good, night. Good for ratings, so. exactly. Yeah. Sunday night is, Saturday yeah. night usually not. I did mention on the previous show, tonight is the 10-year anniversary of the worst championship game ever, ever played in our lifetime when Butler scored 41 points in a 40-minute game and still led at the half against Connecticut. The Huskies wound up winning the championship as Butler shot 19% from the floor in the national title game. I looked it up with six minutes to go or so. The score was 41 to 28, UConn. Wow. Butler had 28 points in a championship with about six minutes to go. Kind of amazing. I forgot all about that. And, uh, yeah, so it's an anniversary. Gordo didn't shoot the ball well, Gordon Hayward. (laughs) Uh, The year after that. He had the, uh, remember, at the buzzer, it was kind of like the Gonzaga finish. Almost banked it in. Yeah, exactly. Where have we heard that before? And notable that not just Arizona lost the title game in the women's Final Four tonight, the Stanford win and what they went through. Stanford was on the road for nearly 10 weeks due to the virus. That's right. 86 nights in hotels, including all those games in San Antonio recent weeks, and they take the title. It's Stanford's third national title with this coach, Tara Vanderveer. Her teams were also champs in 1990 and 92. So now in women's hoops, there have been four different national champs in the last four years since UConn won four in a row. Love it. Great stuff tonight, DeSager. When we come back, buy or sell, Barney's picks, and I'm immersing myself in dorking out on the NFL draft unlike you've ever seen. Arnie, I'm starting to buy into Zach Wilson a little bit more, but I'm really curious about this quote-unquote internal struggle that's going on right now, according to SNY with the New York Jets. Could the faction that wants Sam Darnold to stick around end up winning the battle? We'll debate it next. Hour three coming up next with Arnie and Plank right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are 50 minutes away from what everyone came for tonight. Maybe wow. less than that. Your what picks. am I going to pick other than the game tomorrow, though? You got baseball? You got the Masters? Uh, got a lot going on this week. What, the Masters isn't a big deal to you? Yeah, I guess it is. Okay. I guess it is. I think it's funny when I have to fire you up about sports. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> Arnie, there's sports going on. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not an Arizona event or a football game. Yeah, hey, exactly. It's not uh, the same. W- w- not to try to give it away, yeah. but which way are you leaning right now for tomorrow night? Uh, Do you want to save it? Oh, Gonzaga, okay. Yeah, but I, I don't know against the spread, though. I, I don't know if I'm going to have them cover the spread or not. Wow, stop with the kiss of death. I like that sound effect for the kiss of death, by the way. <laughs> I think I think I like two things. That Ryan's brought to the show tonight. Yeah. I like the Steven song. Well, I like our conversations, right? But I like the Steven song, which is fantastic. Though Arnie found that. Is that true or no? Yeah, I, I don't did believe find Arnie. It. Arnie's a liar. Okay. I did find I play that locally. I we, found we the it, Arnie you song. Moron. Maybe I took it from you and I, I put it to my local show, I guess. <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> I like I like how you give yourself credit and then you've got a 180. Wait a minute. Maybe I did steal it from you and I put it on my local show. I don't know anymore. Uh, And I have truly appreciated the kiss of death sounder because, and I'm sure there's some big 12 homerism in this for me because this is my beat. This is what I cover. This is where I live. I think Baylor's going to beat them. And I think guys like uh, Maceo Teague, I think Davion Mitchell, I think Mark Vidal, they're going to be... They're going to be bringing it tomorrow. I'll tell you, you know who's going to be the biggest key, I think, period in this game? Drew Timmy. I think he is. I think that we've got superstars everywhere, and this seems wild to say, right? Baylor has these superstars, Arnie. They've got the biggest names. They've got two first-round picks. They've got maybe a guy in Jalen Suggs that could go number one overall, but no one really has that dominant inside presence for Baylor. 
And I think in all of these names that we're talking about, I think Timmy could, and you brought this up quite a bit tonight, that you think Gonzaga might try to pound it down low and get a little physical with them. No, no, I, I said Baylor should do that. I, if I'm, if oh, I'm Baylor, Baylor should, okay. Yeah, if well, I'm Baylor, Baylor I'm coming Who are they right going to do it with? The, well, I'm coming right out of the gate, and I'm just driving. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go ahead and see if okay. they're ready if, or if they have an emotional hangover from the UCLA game. I'm just talking about the first minute of play. Okay. I'm not going to settle for threes. I, I want to see um, what they're going to do defensively and um, just to see how their body motion is, how they react, because that was a very draining game on Saturday. So I want to see if they're going to sure. be ready for Monday's game. I, I got to be honest with you. I, I don't know. I don't know how Bay, how Gonzaga is going to react. And we've talked about this quite a bit. I don't know how Gonzaga is going to react to this whole being pushed. Maybe it brings out a whole nother side of them. Maybe they are a little bit wore out. But I think they'll be okay about it. Oh, fact, if, if I'm Coach Few, I'm telling them, you know, if you lose this game to Baylor, then that win over UCLA was completely worthless and the whole season's worthless. So uh, you better go out there and win because if you lose this, forget about it. It all means nothing to you. All right, let's play a little. Uh, well, listen, here's your choice. Do you want to start some buy or sell now, or do you want to get into the Justin Fields controversy? Your Let's choice. get the Justin Fields controversy first, because right. we haven't had a chance to do that. Okay, so as as you all know that listen to this show, I'm a big draft guy. I love the NFL draft. I've been begging to get on our draft coverage, but apparently my infatuation with what the Raiders are doing at 17 and only what the Raiders are doing yes. at 17 has kind of precluded me from being allowed to go any more in depth. With that said, I thought we had a fascinating case study, Arnie, in one of the great challenges in this offseason and the dangers of trying to be that guy. And let me go ahead and get all the, I got to go like Eminem eight mile. Yes. Dan Orlovsky has a better job than me. Yes. He's on ESPN. Yes. He's on every show. Yes. He's better looking than me. Yes. He played in the NFL, but he's a dope for what he did this week. Wow. Wow. Here's why. Yeah. Because he knows better. And every and here's the here's the, here's the other part of it. I think ESPN came came across looking really bad too, because if you're embrace debate, I think it's healthy to have two dudes like Kirk Herbstreet and Dan Orlovsky get after it, Arnie. Right, right. I mean, isn't right. that what we're, what we're all about? I watch all these shows and guys are yelling at each other, and then it gets a little bit too real for you. And Kirk Herbstreet goes out there and says, "This guy's full of it," and suddenly we're like, "Whoa, hey, you two separate it." No, that's what this is all about. That's what this process is. You, y'all tell me that we're supposed to be going at it and we're supposed to have our opinions, right, Arnie? And you sent me the story. They had a little sit-down and told them they got to be nice to each other. What are we doing right now? And then, and then he went ahead and, and backtracked the 180 and said, "Sure." Oh, I spoke to two other sources of Zlowski and said, um, no, he is a great hard worker, <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and, which is a bunch of bullshit. I, I, I don't think he spoke to anybody that told him that. I, I think he just was backtracking and trying trying to cover his backside. So here, here is, if you missed it, if you missed any of this madness, this back and forth, here was the first round on Pat McAfee's show with Dan Orlovsky and his take on one Justin Fields. I have heard that he is a last guy in, first guy out type of quarterback, like not the oh. maniacal work oh. ethic. Oh. I've oh. even heard it compared to Justin Herbert where it was like, Dude, when Justin Herbert showed up, it was like a psychopath when it came to working to get ready for the draft or, or even at school. Like, give me more. I want to work nonstop. And I've heard that there are some questions with Justin Fields' work ethic. So that was round one. Yeah. Right? That was irresponsible. I've got, I've got the hottest take. I'm going to show you. Now, do I, I don't think that, that Dan Orlovsky made that up. 
I really, I don't think he went out and just, I'm sure there's some people that have told him to. But I think, I, I listen to me, if everyone do themselves a favor, and I know John hasn't been on with us in a couple of weeks, but go listen to John Middlecoff's podcast about this. Be- and by the way, also while I'm at it, plug in one of our other guys here on Fox Sports Radio, Jeff Schwartz, his podcast, Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You, hits on this too. Arnie, it doesn't take much with the lack of time scouts, GMs, everyone has had to be around these guys to allow your opinion to be shaped by something that's not true. And it's lying season anyway, right? And, right. and we get into the – so, you know, you're not getting these opportunities to go one-on-one with guys. They haven't been in their practices. They, they can't go in their facilities. Everyone's talking over Zoom or it's a phone call. And you can only get so much through that. So – when you say, oh, that's just that's just a hot take guy out there, I'm telling you, this year more than ever, I mean, you're right that it's someone that's, that's throwing out an opinion and you're allowed to have it, but when you question a guy's work ethic, Arnie, I think that's when we're getting into a situation where it can really do a lot of damage. No, he, he wasn't throwing out an opinion, Chris. He was, he was giving you a, a report. his report. His right. report was he spoke to two people that are familiar with the situation that said, uh, Justin Fields is the first guy out and the, and the last guy in. That that's was his report. And when you talk about the draft, and you hit it right there, was that there's a lot of lying from uh, NFL teams about who they're going to take, who they're interested in, who they're scouting, and they want that to get out. He should know better um, than to take two reports. And by the way, the other two reports just came out out of the blue after he said that, uh, refuting him. What makes those two reports any more, you know, possible than the other two reports. I I think the whole thing's ridiculous. So if you're wondering what Arnie's referring to, Dan took to Twitter to uh, clarify, backtrack, however you want to put it. I have heard those things from teams, um, and they might feel that way. And um, this is also a season where teams are trying to say things to potentially get a guy to drop to them. And so I've just wanted to clarify and put it out there that, like, listen, over the last 24 hours and more digging – that it seems or it sounds like Justin Fields' work ethic is fantastic. And that's coming from two people have, who have worked directly close to him. You know, and it's also odd because, I, and I know work ethic now is if you're saying he's the last guy in, first guy out, and the whole premise of the question was, and I kind of am in this same group, why are we not talking about Justin Fields more? Why is this not a conversation to where everyone's losing their mind over Zach Wilson, but put on Ohio State tape and outside of the Big Ten championship game against Northwestern and throwing a couple of picks against Indiana, he's doing all that same stuff against better competition, right? And that was the response to it. So I just, I'll tell you what, Arnie, this is going to be a fascinating case study over the next few weeks to see what more, I mean, we're less than a month removed from the old, well, Zach Wilson wasn't popular with his teammates and wasn't a team captain, right? I mean, that, right. that was the first thing that came out. Right. So well, it's crazy. Say, do, do you know who Arlovsky's um, source is uh, when he refuted it and said, oh, I, I hear he works harder than anybody? Do you, you know who his sources was on that? Uh, great question. I do not. I, I think no it was clue. Justin Fields, right? He, he, well, did, he did call Justin Fields. He did yeah. call. Well, and Justin probably said, that's not true. I work harder than everybody else. So that, that's got to be the source. If it isn't Fields, who else would the source be? There's a lot of ways, though, I think, to where you can look at Justin Fields and say, bro, this guy's kind of shown he's got a certain it to him. I mean, remember that shot he took against Clemson? Yes. I mean, I, 
he played on and, and played in the championship game. Remember whenever you and I were sitting here and we were wondering if we were even going to get a football season? Do you know who was active with Trevor Lawrence to try to make sure that the football season even happened? Justin Fields didn't have to do that. And he did, and he pushed for it. So, I, I don't I just I, do I find it to be fascinating how this became such a, a hot topic this do week. Do you think sometimes it's, it's, it's TMI, too much information? I mean, should, shouldn't I be able to um, draft just as well as anybody else just by watching four years of football, college football, uh, with you and Torres? Shouldn't I know who I want, uh, depending on what team you're <laughs> drafting for? Do I really have to know how high you jump? I mean, sure, you need to know injuries. Sure. But I, do I need to know what you run the shuttlecock in or whatever the hell it is or, or whatever thing you're doing? I How about what you do on the football field? That's why so many people do a horrible job at drafting. It, what did we find out that the hit percentage for a good GM, is it even like 20%? It's miserable. Yeah, it's, it's miserable. I, I've had that same question. And, and again, scouts – Athletic trainers would say, well, it's about this. And actual trainers would say, well, it's about this and showing the explosion. But I'm with you, Arnie. They're horrible. I I don't need quarterback. I'm going to say something. It's my radio show. I don't know. Our our radio show. I don't know why I have to precursor that. But quarterback pro days are the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. You know, and, and I've decided to add it. There's two things that I'm vehemently against. Win percentages, I think it's the dumbest thing ever. Oh, you're telling me there's a 90% chance that a team that was up 10 with four minutes to go is going to win the game. I'm shocked. Power rankings, stupid. They're standings. We know where a team ranks. Power rankings are dumb and irrelevant. Third, quarterback pro days are now entering that mix. I mean, it's so dumb. Unless you're coming off an injury, it's dumb. I love when they say, no matter who's throwing, oh, the the ball didn't hit the ground once. It shouldn't. Well, no, my thing is, well, how about if the receiver just dropped it? I mean, doesn't, that, doesn't that happen at all? I mean, suppose somebody like me was catching passes and dropped five of them. Well, you, you wouldn't take it out of the quarterback, would you? I mean, it happens. Receivers do drop passes. I, I don't know. He, no one dropped a pass. It was such a – it's put right in their bread basket. Oh, relax. So dumb. So, anyway, in one of my favorite final hour conversation starters, Peter King uh, had this update on Justin Fields. He writes, what I know. In conversations with people from two teams, not two people, but people around two teams that are stuttering the quarterbacks, uh, are studying the quarterbacks atop the draft, Right. I didn't hear any negatives on Fields' worth ec- uh, work ethic or drive. One of these teams could well be in position to take one of the top quarterbacks, and this team has dug deep into the top passers. One of our problems in the business, particular before the draft, is many of us don't cover the college game right wow there you go a statement of honesty from and and for the most part a lot of nfl guys s all over the college game you know it's like oh well they're in a type of offense and this offense is is college and then all of a sudden you get to the point to where it's time to start studying him and see how he's going to actually end up relating to the nfl and then you got to go back and you got to pretend like you've been following him his whole career so i i gotta tell you something marnie i Justin Fields is my number two quarterback, and again, I'm you know me. Uh, this isn't this isn't Mr. X and O. I'm not Mr. Scout Study because you know what I saw Justin Fields do. Right. I saw him do it on the field right. against the best in college football. So that to me says 
I don't care what offense he's in. This was a dude that was a five star out of high school. What do you school, mean you saw him play- do it on the field and get it? I'm not. I'm not because if we're going to do that, then then Mac Jones should be the number one pick because he sure. did it on the field. I mean, Absolutely you can't go by did. that. Yeah. Why, well, you just said that's what you should go by. Well, yes, Why are we I, going I, I through all this, of this other stuff? What the hell? Are you, about, like, I come wins. with an opinion, and all of a sudden you no. change your whole mindset no, no, on but it. You, you make it sound like well, he, I saw him win on the football field. Sometimes he did. You don't have what to more win. do you need? I saw him win, and I saw him do it in an electric way. And I saw him do it with his feet and with a cannon arm. Yeah, I saw Mac Jones do it too. I also saw Mac Jones do it with first-round receivers and no, first-round offensive exactly, linemen too, right? Exactly. But, th- yes. but if, if that's going to be your take, then you hated Joe Burrow coming out because he had, he had two first-round picks in receiver. True. He had first-round yeah. picks everywhere. So, yeah, I saw him do it on the field, and I saw him when- do it to where he won games by being special. What's a bigger bigger criticism that you've played on a great team, so um, you had nothing to worry about. The receivers were always five yards open, or the fact that you come from like North Dakota State or something like right. that. Right. What's, what, what's worse nowadays? I don't. It even depends know. on which I guess war room you're in. Right. I tend to think that if you've shown you can do it with elite talent, there's not a lot of places where you go in the NFL that don't have the dudes that were the best players on their college football teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you've shown you can do it with elite talent. And part of this, I think, for me, is I just think we've lost our minds over Zach Wilson. And I know you like him, Arnie, and I know Jets fans are are trying to like him. And and I love his story. Oh, he was driving Ubers in the offseason. Well, guess what? Who cares? I mean, can, can you handle the pressure of New York? Because you might stink for a couple of weeks. You've never been anywhere other than Utah in your playing career. And no knock on Utah. I love Utah. But New York City and Utah are two different worlds. Oh, a little bit. Just a little so, bit. So I, I just I'm not I'm not a big fan right now. And I've got some studying to do, but I'm a big fan of Justin Fields and Arnie. That took me by surprise when I heard that this week. Yeah, I, I, I look, I I'm just surprised he said that. I still like uh Wilson at number two though, and I think he still will be the number two pick when it's all said and done. You're probably right. You're probably right. In the end, he's probably gonna go number two, and maybe the Jets have made up their mind. But right now, It's still crazy time. When we come back, speaking of crazy time, buy or sell. It's a championship game edition, plus some more NFL draft buy or sell. I'll pose a few scenarios to Arnie for, I guess, the next few weeks, maybe even a potential move or two that could still be made. We'll see if Arnie's with me or against me. We'll dive into it next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. That's me! Yay! I think I've got myself a new open song, too. Let's go. There Play is the actual- Arnie song. That actually, uh, it's kind of funny. There was a cartoon. I think it's, someone will call me out on this on Twitter, and that's fine at Plank Show, at Stinking Genius 1. There's a commercial that's like Ed, Eddie and Eddie or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have a song called My Best Friend Plank. Oh, really? I think that needs to be the theme song for the show tonight. There's Hello Arnold. I've seen that come. Uh, hey cartoon. Arnold. Hey Arnold. Hello something. Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Something uh, like that. It's Arnie and Plank on a on an awesome Sunday night into a Monday when we have a national championship game later tonight. Arnie's picks coming up in just a bit, but it's time for buy or sell. Yeah. Before we get there, we want you to enjoy spa-like comfort and save big on your water bill with Na- uh, Navian tankless water heaters. Go tankless with Navian. You can save hundreds on a new Navian tankless water heater and local rebates. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com. That's tanklessmadesimple.com. All right, buy or sell, Arnie. The UCLA-Gonzaga game was one of the top five greatest buzzer beaters in NCAA tournament history. I'll say yes. I don't even yeah. know if I can remember five other okay. ones. I got my list. You ready? Okay. Well, I, again, I was in the, you know, you live in the moment, and I wonder if we, you know, put it up a little bit higher because we didn't have anything last year. Sure. Um, and, you know, it, it was just such a great ending and a great game all the way around. I'm going to have to say yes. I'm going to put okay. it in my top five. So here was my top five. Okay, let me hear. Right. Real, well, we'll do this real quick. I don't want to get too carried away because I hate lists. But yet here I have a list in my I hand love that I'm going to read Go to ahead. you. Number five, Tyus Sedney. Because I know it was only. Coast to coast, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was a sweet 16 game. Uh, it was a shot right before the buzzer. But UCLA layup, won the man. national title that year. So That's they don't true. win that game. They're not going to the top. That's number five. That's true. Number four, Christian Leitner. In the Elite Eight against Kentucky. Thought about that, of course. Number three, Jalen Suggs, game-winning basket against UCLA. Number two, Lorenzo Charles, tip-in, North Carolina State, 1984. And number one, Chris Jenkins, Villanova, 2016. I think the 84 and 2016 could be interchanged there, but Arnie, I had it at number three. Danny Ainge going coast-to-coast didn't make that list? I'm shocked. I I can't believe that. I don't even remember when that happened, to be honest. Yeah, I think BYU beat Notre Dame, and he went coast-to-coast or made a shot to win the game, I believe. See, and I had had rules here. Now, 
if it's like a first or second round game and your team didn't end up winning a title or uh, uh, getting to the Elite Eight or Final Four, then what good is it? It's oh, just wow. a buzzer beater that wow. we love. <laughs> because Bryce Drews was incredible. That was an incredible shot, an incredible play to beat Ole Miss, and that would probably yeah, be about that. number one if it wasn't a, it was a first-round game. Yeah, Tate yeah. George's shot for UConn was incredible. That, if I remember correctly, eliminated Eldon Campbell and the Clemson Tigers, whom I had going a really Wake long Forest way beat USC year. on the last second shot, three-pointer. That was a great shot. Believe they did. Believe they did. But there's my five. Do with it as you please. Wow. But please, please, please remember for entertainment purposes yes, only. Yes, of All course. Right. So you're you're buying that it, it belongs in that conversation, right? Yes, absolutely. I, th- okay. I think so. How about that? We talked about this very early. We'll, we'll wrap up our buy or sell college basketball edition before DeSega rolls in here. Buy or sell, Arnie, the team with the most pressure tomorrow night or later tonight, depending on where you're catching us, is Gonzaga. Yes, I'm going to buy that also. Um, of course, it's got to be Gonzaga. They're undefeated. Uh, I mean, we, we've talked about all the numbers. Uh, last time a team went undefeated and won a championship, 1976, Indiana Hoosiers. Um, tons of pressure on them. I still don't think I'm going to consider them as one of the all-time greats. Um, I don't even think they'll be better than some of the teams that may have lost like one or two or three games or, or anything like that. But, um, yeah, they'll have more pressure. Baylor is... You know, I, I guess house money. They have uh, yeah. really nothing to fear. But, you know, they were the number two team in the country. So, you know, they should or are supposed to have pressure. But based on what Gonzaga's done, it's all on Gonzaga right now. Yeah. Uh, and then I want to I want to throw one more little kind of caveat to this, because when after the Sager's update, we're going straight football with, yeah. with buy or wow. sell, maybe even a, maybe a little baseball, too. But Arnie, buy or sell. This has been a good NCAA tournament. Oh, I'm buying it. You know, okay. I, I'll tell you what, I, I'm starting to think we're having more upsets this year because we had it all in one central location. I know we can't do that every year because these cities need the economy. But, um, you know, it, it's a lot different than when you keep Gonzaga on the West Coast and it's easy for their fans to make the trip. That It makes it harder to pull off the upset. So, yeah, I, I think it's been great having everybody in one location and getting these upsets, it's, and, and then finally having the um, top teams at, at, at the end there. I, I miss the Dukes and the Kentuckys and the, and the schools like that, and, but it's still been a, a great tournament. All right. Uh, we're gonna I miss cont- the fans more than anything. The, the students screaming, painting their faces, you know, yelling and hollering and um, go to the game. That, that's the part I miss when it comes to March Madness also. I, you know when I found myself really missing the fans? Was when I went back to research and watched some of these final shots. Yeah, I was, I was I, and you saw. I mean, I, again, I wasn't 2016 when Nova hit that game winner, Arnie. I was out because Oklahoma had been smoked in the Final Four game, so I was very bitter. Uh, but when you saw the crowd reaction, you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is what we're missing." Yes, the, yes. even even in '84, whenever you got in New Mexico, they're running all over the place. The, the Elite Eight game, it's just they're they're incredible crowd reaction. So. I'm with you 100%. And I was kind of against you on that last I week. I know but, you were for a but, while there. I, but, but I think I've done a 180. All right, final time tonight. We'll continue by ourselves. Football edition next. But first, Steve DeSager comes strolling into Rack uh, and recap everything that went on in the world of sports. What's going on, Steve? Very good memory from one Arnie Spanier on the 1981 NCAA tournament. This is back when it was on NBC with Whoa. Danny Age and BYU. Age against Paxson. Five seconds. Inside. Eight scores. 
I looked it up. That was Sweet 16, and then BYU did lose the next game, the regional final, to the top oh, seed, Virginia. Sorry. And guess what? The Virginia Cavaliers won the third-place game at the Final Four oh, back then. Oh, my God. They used to play that. after the semifinal UCLA losers. UCLA in Houston tomorrow before the <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it won't go overtime, and then yeah, there will exactly. be an hour pregame show for CBS before we get to it. The men's title game is tomorrow night, number one ranked Gonzaga, 31-0 against Baylor, which dominated Houston in its semi last night. The women's title tonight went to Stanford 54-53 over Arizona, which missed the final shot. The Wildcats shot 29% from the floor. Jordan Spieth won the Texas Open by two strokes. It was the first victory for him since the 2017 British Open, and the Masters starts Thursday. Chance of rain there at Augusta by Friday. I'll cross his uh, uh, off the list to win that. I won't make him. No, he's day. now officially hot, actually. <laughs> oh, jeez. NASCAR was off for Easter weekend. The next race is Saturday night on FS FS1 for Martinsville. The Xfinity race will be Friday night on FS1. The late NBA game went to Denver in a comeback over Orlando. Five straight wins for the Nuggets. Nikola Jokic had 16 assists. New Orleans did not have Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram again due to injuries. So Lonzo Ball from three-point range was eight for 15, 27 points in a win at Houston. And the Rockets record falls to 13 and 36. Wow. Celtics are back at the 500 mark after ripping Charlotte. Remember Gordon Hayward missing at least a month for Charlotte with a sprained foot. Memphis dominated at Philadelphia. They rested Joel Embiid after he'd returned for Philly last night from injury. Atlanta beat Golden State 117-111. Steph Curry, 37 points, eight turnovers. At least it was close. Remember, Golden State lost its previous game by 53 against Toronto. Clippers beat the Lakers today. Lakers have lost six of nine. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond out again. Chicago ended a six-game losing streak with a win over Brooklyn. The Clippers, by the way, will give DeMarcus Cousins a 10-day contract this week, according to The Athletic. Milwaukee gave Drew Holiday a four-year extension. He'll earn $30 million next season and then more after that. He is averaging 17 points, five rebounds, five assists per game. The late ball game in Anaheim went to the Angels, who are 3-1 and one on the young season. Bottom of the ninth home run from Jared Walsh, his second of the ninth. <laughs> and Matt Faskersian, a veteran baseball announcer, Southern California native who's going to do Angel games this year. Uh, his home run call was, he went to Jared! 7-4. <laughs> Angels beat the White Sox. White Sox offense with runners in scoring position. 0-11. for 11. Shohei Otani says he's okay. He'll see the trainers tomorrow. He came out in the fifth inning. He's sore after covering home and being involved in a collision. Dodgers are 3-1 and one after winning at Colorado. Julio Arias the win. The Dodger offense got three runs in the first on a wild pitch, a bases loaded walk, and a double play. That turned out to be the key to the game, scoring that way. Arizona beat the Padres. Padres record now 3-1. and one. Houston 4-0 and after dominating at Oakland again 9-2. And Philadelphia and Baltimore each 3-0 and after wins. That Philly win was with a run in the bottom of the eighth, 2-1 over Atlanta. The Braves-Nationals game tomorrow has been postponed due to COVID with Washington, but the Washington season finally will start on Tuesday. COVID news tonight briefly from the NHL as Dallas, even in a one nothing loss to Carolina, did not have its head coach, Rick Bonus. He missed the third period due to COVID protocols. They pulled him, but the team thinks it was a false positive. Anything but that with the Vancouver Canucks. They are still off due to massive COVID issues. And guys, remember, it's not only a shortened season for the NHL. They started late, but there's an all-Canadian division. No yep. travel for teams back and forth across the border. Well, 
This is really bad news for Canada. On the Canucks active roster, they have 22 players. 16 of the 22 are on the protocol list with the NHL right now. Wow. The postponed game coming up in a couple nights will be the 45th game on the schedule pushed back by the league. Most of the first 35 or so were American games. This is just starting things up there. And so, as we mentioned last night, the NHL season will likely not end on May 11th as scheduled, at least not for the Canadian teams. More than 20 players and coaches with Vancouver have tested positive there. Some Vancouver players were reportedly very ill, and the outbreak has extended to some players' families. And, of course, it's not just the virus. It's mutant from South America. They haven't seen it, and it's spreading, and it's BC, not just the team. It's not good right now for the Canadian division of the NHL. In fact, even one of the players' wives tweeted, I can't believe people are upset that we're not getting a game for what we're going through here. So there is some seriousness to this at the moment. Essentially, as we mentioned last night, the NHL is treating Vancouver as if the entire team is going to test positive. They're not just off for a a week, and they've been off for almost a week already. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Have a great week, buddy. Can't wait till next Sunday night Mm -hmm. here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, We're in the middle of buy or sell, but before we go any further, I want to remind you that the stinking genius is currently sitting in a tie for fourth place. Embarrassed by it. it. And after that Saturday night, there's only two teams standing. So be sure to check where you rank in Fox Sports Radio's M-Drive Million Dollar Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. There wasn't anything close to a perfect bracket, but still up for grabs is a $1,000 gift card for the listener in first place, 300 for second place, and 200 for third place. Uh, as we talked about earlier, Andrew C. is in first place as we headed the championship game. And Aaron Torres, he should. He should be leading. He's our college basketball guy. He better be leading. He's leading the host bracket. The full standings can be accessed at foxsportsradio.com. It's the M-Drive Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. Refind your prime with M-Drive. Sorry that you're upset with fourth place, Arnie. Could be worse. You could be in like 13th. I was in dead last after like the first two rounds. I probably shouldn't have taken UConn to the Final Four. Uh, I, I already have reaction to my list. Paul writes... How you have Leitner at four is crazy. Full court pass, two seconds to get off the shot. Duke was losing. It's definitely number one. Uh, Well, hard to argue with two shots and won a national championship. Skip Bayless said because it was a lucky shot, it wasn't one of the all-time best. (laughs) All right, Arnie. You disagree with that or you disagreeing with Skip? What's wrong with you? I'm disagreeing with him. You're not allowed to disagree with him. I know. I know. It's against the laws here. Hey, uh, buy or sell, Arnie. Let's let's shift to some non-college basketball conversations. All right, I'm not getting political here, but I I did want to mention one baseball note before we have some fun with football. Buy or sell, Baseball made a mistake pulling the All-Star game out of Atlanta. Um, I'm not saying they made a mistake. Maybe we should have thought it out a little bit more. Um, I certainly don't like the new laws down there. But then again, um, you don't like to tie that in and take away the economy from Atlanta, which is primarily um, you know, a minority uh, city, too. So you know that it's kind of like defeating the purpose in a way. So um, I understand why we did it. I'm just not sure. Um, I, I like the way it, it all came down. Agreed, and that's a great way to handle it. Okay, uh, Arnie, buy or sell, NFL, your number two quarterback should be Justin Fields in, instead of Zach Wilson. You know, I, you, you can't go wrong either way, which is why San Francisco like trended up to number three to see whoever would fall into their lap. 
Um, so I'm going to say, no, I'm going to sell that. I, I think okay. Wilson would be a fine number uh, two pick. He's He's got the skills. I do have some questions about him, and I do question about the um, a, a little bit about the captain thing, but his ability, I don't question at all. And I don't question Justin Fields' ability at, at either. So um, it, it's like who's number two and who's 2A and 2B? I don't think you go wrong with either one of them. It's it just uh, who you're more, you know, who, who you're picking. It's like you're deciding who you want to date between two supermodels. I, I mean, my goodness, either way, you're not going to go wrong. So, And they're twins, so just pick one and move on. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, two more quick ones. Yeah. All right. You're right. Buy or sell. Jimmy Garoppolo will be the starting quarterback for the Niners this year. No, I'm selling that. Not going to happen. No way, no how. Um, he'll be somewhere else. So either be obviously with the New England Patriots or somewhere else. He's he's not going to start uh, for San Francisco. He won't be on the team for San Francisco. You don't trade up the number three so we could play one more year and, you know, be a little bit of a disturbance around the clubhouse. Uh, no, no, no. You're you're moving on from him. Time to say goodbye, Jimmy. Uh, enjoy yourself back with Bill Belichick. And then finally, buy or sell, the 17th game on the NFL schedule, while great for fans, is actually a bad idea long term. No, why would it be a bad idea? I'm selling that. Well, what's what's the bad idea about that? I, I have no negatives. It's probably going to turn into an 18th game, more regular season games and less preseason games. I, I'm all for that. Let's, unless you think going back to 14 regular season games and six preseason games is the way to go. Can you imagine <laughs> us breaking down preseason five? And this is where it really counts. Blank. They get six. the stars out there. Within week five of the preseason. <laughs> now we can really pay attention. Get out of here. I I think I'd have to take the whole month of August off if we were going to do that. So, no, I think this is a good thing. Yeah, I, I do hope some of the reporting is incorrect because I don't like the idea of the end of the preseason then having two weeks off. I, I, I get it. I didn't I understand see that. It. You haven't, it's, it's the buzz that they'll, they'll only have three weeks and then we'll have two weeks before the start of the season. So, essentially, instead of having an in-season bye, Arnie, they would have two uh, the, the the final week of the preseason. Then you'd have two weeks before the start of the NFL season, which I think. Well, is usually just they dumb. play the last preseason on like the what Friday and right. late Saturday, one game Saturday, and then gives you an extra a, a day or two to get you ready for the Sunday games. Well, they look like they're going to give you more than a day or two. Wow! All right, when like we come back, <laughs> let's get some picks. It's time for what everyone came for tonight. Yes. Arnie's picks to take us home next on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> There you go. Well done. Good job on Twitter tonight. Ryan, been fun hanging with you tonight. Awesome job on the wheels of steel. Lead a lap. Great producing. I can't believe we're already at the end. Steve DeSager on updates. I heard that was Ryan in the video that was misidentified as a Raider player. It was not Bruce Campbell. You no, people stop tagging me. Oh, that was not me. I can feel them Raider hands Ryan. <laughs> Stop. And he's not Raider Ryan. Gosh, why do you do that? To uh, it's almost as if you want to find a way to be mean to people. I don't understand you. I'm trying to be nice. I'm just not good at it. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> all right, listen. I got a couple of notes on a potential midnight madness for the NFL, but let's not bury the lead. Let's not make you wait around. It's what you all came for tonight. It's time for Arnie's Picks. Take it away, stinking genius. Let's get right at it. Give me a little music. Put me in the mood. Let's get right to the NCAA championship. Uh, Gonzaga is last check. What are they, a <laughs> seven-and-a-half-point favorite? What? Oh, 
Uh, oh, four and a half point favorite. Excuse me. Was uh, it four and a half? That's good. Are you? If it was seven and a half, you yeah. and I are going to Vegas tomorrow. No, it's four and a half. Um, look, Gonzaga, I think, is going to start off a little bit slow. They're going to have a hangover from that UCLA game. But, Chris, as you know, they are the better team. No disrespect for Baylor. Um, they even win games when Butler doesn't play well. Butler played well in the Houston, but everybody played well in the Houston game. I don't think uh, Baylor is going to be able to keep up with them offensively. Doesn't mean the game won't be somewhat close. I'll take Gonzaga, lay the four or four and a half. They'll win in a, right around like 88-82. So the over, I guess, is take the over, which is around 160. So I'm going with Gonzaga, 88, uh, Baylor, 82. Also, you said bring up a little baseball. Yes. Uh, season opener. For my New York Mets. That's right. I Might as well take Jacob guys. DeGrom. He's a big two-to-one favorite over the Phillies. But the Phillies are three and zero. How about that? Phillies are three and zero, and they're two and uh, two point or a. Uh, well, they've uh, got Archie Bradley. They're the best team in baseball right now. Um, let's get over to uh, your Lakers. What? Your Lakers. going to the NBA? I like it. Now they're my Lakers. They're not your Lakers anymore. Oh, no, I'm off the bandwagon now. <laughs> Your Lakers are in big trouble. Oh, here we go. Not only if they drop down to the number five seed, they'll fall behind Portland for the number six seed. Then they'll fall behind Dallas for the number seven seed. Okay. And hang on and barely stay ahead of Memphis, which means uh, the Lakers may play the uh, Warriors in the first round. Good. They stink. I'd love to play the Warriors. They got wow. beat by 60 the other night. I don't think you could say that about any team in the first round with the way you're looking at right now. And last but not least, can, you said can, you can wanted I hit some pause on your, your, your picks. Yeah. You do realize that LeBron and Anthony Davis aren't playing right now, right? Yeah, I, I do realize. Okay. That. I just wanted to make and sure. And you do realize that we'll never know when they're coming back. Are they going to be back by the playoffs? Yes. Okay. They're fine. Might be too little too late by then. No. Odds on the Masters for no reason whatsoever. I'm going to take Brooks Kepka at 28 to 1. What do you think about that, big boy? Wait, Brooks Kepka's 28 to 1? Yeah. I, who, who does the golf odds? I'm looking at it right here in front of me. That does the Johnson's right. the favorite at 9 to 1. DeChambeau's 10 to 1. Speeth 11 to 1 with Justin Thomas. Oh, some drunk did that if they put Speeth at 11 to 1 just because he won last week. What are we uh, doing? McElroy's right 19 to 1. And then Cantley, Kepka is 28 to 1. And then a bunch of names I don't know. I'm not even are. kidding. I've, I've never gambled in my life. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, sports gambling. I might be willing to put a few bones on Brooks Kepka just for fun. Oh, you like that pick, do you? 28 a, to 1. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I mean, that's some serious. I saw that. I go, well, that's kind of a long shot there. Damn. Yeah, it is. It's a pick long shot. <laughs> 28 to 1. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. No longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. All right. Well done, Arnie. Fun show tonight. I have one yes. more note from our man, uh, Peter King here, who, by the way, and by the way, is of the firm belief that as of right now, which n nothing really matters as of right now on April 5th, but he's a firm believer that the starting quarterback for the Niners in week one will be Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, he's wrong. Uh, and here's something else. Apparently, the NFL is thinking seriously of a midnight madness opening to training camp. 
with 28 teams opening on the same date and having some fanfare accompanying it. The new CBA calls for teams to open camp 47 days before their first regular season game. And so 28 of the 32 teams could open on or about Thursday, July 27th. The the NFL is trying to create some buzz around an off time on the calendar. I like this. You know, and think about what they've done, right? Late February, the scouting combine, mid-March, start a free agency, in April, the draft. So the league is looking to, in around late July, have like a midnight madness to kick off the start of practice. I love it. So they're going to do it at midnight, so also they're going to try to pull it off that late and everything crazy? Uh, Yeah, I I mean, how many teams actually still do midnight madness in basketball, right? I mean, there's a handful. But, you know, I think I think you'd see an NFL network set up like Siciliano would be there and they'll have all their guys at at different camps. If you get 60, 70,000 for these college, you know, practices and stuff like that, uh, spring games, you could certainly do that in the NFL. You know, we got our spring game in Oklahoma coming up April 24th, Arnie. Look at you. You knew exactly when it was. Well, it's a day after my birthday. Nothing. And um, the thing that's funny about it is I, I think that it's going to be one of the largest crowds that wow. they had even during this season. People are <laughs> fired up for football. People are fired up for football, and it's April 5th. Wow. <laughs> crazy. Hey, thanks to Todd Furman for joining us tonight. Don't forget, yep. if you missed anything, Lee uploads the podcast as soon as we're done with this show. So you can go to foxsportsradio.com, download it, search Fox Sports Radio Weekends on iTunes or iHeartRadio, and you get the show anytime you want to. Have a great week, Arnie. You too. We'll See be back ya. next Sunday night. Stick around. Big Ben Maller is coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.